Hey, 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 everybody. Glad you're all back. And um, I can't play the anthem today, so it's going to be just kind of an update first while everyone's getting in here real quick. Uh, Shaka, how have you been? It's been a while. No, nah, <laughs> we, we need you to say the anthem. You should have it down. As many times you didn't listen to it. <laughs> We're gonna need we're gonna need that to come out acoustic. <laughs> um, one day I'll record myself doing it. Um, you know, things get thrown at you and you just can't just lay down and quit. But uh man oh man, I'll tell you, it's I'm being tested. <laughs> yeah, trust me. I- How have you been? Um, same thing. Um, not as tested as you, but you know, just a couple pop quizzes. Uh, we would call it pop quizzes. Um, you know, things are popping up and just trying to stay positive, move forward. Um, one thing that, you know, um, my dad always say is sometimes if you lay your problems down that you have, somebody else will pick them up and run with them. So that's, that's what keep me, um, motivated. And that's what, you know, keeps me, you know, with a little a little grin on my face when, when things are bad. So Yeah, definitely. You know, um you know when we're we go through things and we're kinda wondering whenever when is it gonna stop? And it just seems so unreal. Like if you feel like you tell people they might think you're crazy at some point. Um but regardless of what any of us are going through we go through um End of the day, it's going to be how we respond to it. Um, I can't just sit there and cry about it. I can be, I can vent sometimes. I'll vent to Shaka sometimes or people I'm real close to. But then a day, I can't like not show up and I can't not do it. So if I don't have the, if my things that I need are missing because of certain things, yes, I won't be able to show up. But I'm glad you guys showed up and we're back today. Um, yeah, so I can't play my anthem right now because, um, um, my luggage uh, ended up missing on my way back. So um, I don't have my laptop cord. So <laughs> I have the the funnest luck. Yeah. Well, like I said, as far as um, let's let's find a, a bright part in it. And, uh, you know, like I said, let's let's make sure we stay on that company and, uh, you know, just figure out how we're going to get you another um, adapter if we can find one. So. Um, that's yeah. you know, like I said, it's always it's always a bright side to something. So um, let's see what we can tackle, and um, you know, go from there. Um, you know, I I'm pretty sure you got a strong community as well uh, of you know dedicated people. Um, you know, like I said, as far as if I can't find something, hopefully they can find something near near and dear, whatever the case be, and we go from there. So um, you know, sometimes being a person that always give. You never want to ask, and I, I I talk to you, you know, enough to know that you're a person that give, and you don't know how to. Um, chocolate is the same way. Brown, well, brown sugar, LX, um, she's the same way. Like you give so much now, when you have to ask for something or need something, you don't really know how to do it because you're never on that end. Um, you're always the giver and not the receiver. So, um, yeah, we're here. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. You you're right. You're right. Uh, you think you're definitely right about that. Terrible about asking for anything like this. I'll be real quick, guys. 
and then here's the bright thing. Like I said, it's going to, I think everything's going to, it's going to turn out good and everything happens for a reason. I'm actually kind of excited because I'm just like, I must be getting closer and closer <laughs> to the answer because everything, uh, long story short, I, I pretty much lost all my stuff and then I finally replaced some of my stuff and then it gets lost on Graham. And so it's just like, here we go again. But, um, but yeah, so I was just telling uh, Shaka about that. And, uh, you know, I'm strong. We'll make it through. Uh, everything will be replaced as materialistic earth things. But, you know, the human side of me is kind of like, I don't want to replace it again. So, but are we ready to to get into what the audience came for? <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure the audience still wanted to know how the host was doing so uh don't make your audience uh, well like i said i got some savages on my side but don't make your audience <laughs> feel like they you know what you're saying is a is a bother so now like i said as far as um you you know your your people my people they we build that relationship you know like as far as you know them giving you your time on these podcasts and listening to you that's time that they never give back so mm-hmm. you build these relationships through that um, so I'm sure it's a lot of people that actually care for you. Um, you know, I know that for sure. Like I can, you know, it's some things I can't guarantee, but with this, I guarantee it. Why? Because you're spending your time and you're giving, you know, great quality as far as information. Um, you having dialogue, you having talks, you having, you know, just, just like a, you congregate with each other. Um, so that's a bond that you build. And it's like when you build that bond, um, you become family, no matter, you know, what's your race, your gender, whatever the case be, or where you're from, you build a bond. So I know these people, your people actually care about you um, more than you can, you know, imagine. So they do care about how your well-being. Thank you. They do. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. And I, I care about them, too. Um, you know, like you said, we, we have grown into this family here in you know, and I would hate to see anything bad happen. Um, like, you know, Cole actually lost his YouTube channel. I'm quite sure he'll bring that up later on this evening after the show. But he lost his YouTube channel. And that's where he's been having different people run for office, come on and talk. Like, there's different things, you know, we're all going through, you know. And I actually do listen. I care about what's going on with you guys as well. Well, like I said, um, you know, a lot of us, we're here. Um, I'm going to see what I, you know, as far as what we can do, what we can't do. And we'll go from there. Like I said it's a team effort. Um, one man down, you know, you got to try to at least pick him up, you know, do the attempt. So like I said, as far as the show, I'm pretty sure they missed you because, um, I missed you know, them. <laughs> you, you, you know, last I know, I know they, I know they want to hear about, but it's like, you've been gone for a minute. Like, Hey, we've been we've been on Twitter, but nobody been able to you know come to the shows. So it's like you know everything everything was going grand with that. I know you've been getting your door to explore on. <laughs> yeah, All it's. Right. Uh, I'm actually looking forward to doing more. Um, you know, yeah, you I, I talk. Uh, I spoke with Shaka briefly. Um, what I want to do is go on tour. Kind of like how comedians and artists go on tours, but not the same. I want to work with people in different cities and different states. 
um, to help me organize and promote um, community cookouts. Doesn't matter what side of the aisle they're on, any of that. What we want to do is be able to like have cookouts in that area. If there's local artists or something, they can come and do whatever, perform, and like actually just have a good time and have um, a couple of community leaders and speak with me and speak um, and stage with people, talk about our different rights that we have, um, talk about the what's going on, some of the big things that are going on our government that no one really talks about. If you're not really like paying attention to that or you're looking at cable TV, you're not going to see the same thing. So I just want to get those things organized. So I'm trying to make sure I get is some kind of motorhome vehicle, RV or something. So I can just stay in that and then go and travel, you know, across the United States. Um, I did say I was open to going to Hawaii, but that's going to take a lot more planning in Alaska because I can't, I can't drive an RV to um, Hawaii and uh, I don't want to drive through Canada to get to Alaska. I prefer to fly there. You, you can drive the RV to. Hawaii. I don't know if you've seen the Magic School bus, but you just gonna have to get me. <laughs> was it Miss Frizzle? You better have Miss Frizzle drive <laughs> drive that. Too. But uh, if the Magic School bus can fly, I'm sure we can get you an RV that can uh, fly over. I'm, I'm, I'm quite sure we find it. They're gonna find some way to say it's illegal. <laughs> yeah, more than likely, right on that. Um, so <laughs> I said we can. Um, do do what we can for. I just wanted to make sure um, you was okay as far as yes, we care about the host. If the host is not good, then we're not good. Um, you know, so I'm glad that you took a small break. Um, you know, sometimes those things are needed for you know just mental capacity and um, just grounding. So um, happy you're back. So I guess I'll start off. Glad to be back with you guys. Oh, sorry about that. And, um, yeah. Oh, no, I, I was saying shit. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. I mean, you mute, I'm muting my mute, mic. Go like, I got to keep pressing it and, and unmute and unmute and mute and unmute. So it's all, it's still new to me. I'm getting, getting the hang of it. But, um, no, I wanted to actually, um, start talking about, um, just, I know me and you talked offline about, just Ukraine, um, how, you know, I studied Ukraine since probably like 2013, 2014. Um, you know, a lot of people let Ukraine go to the, the wayside. And it's, it's something that we wasn't taught. It's something that wasn't in, you know, in the news. Um, I see a lot of people that have <laughs> these Ukraine flags uh, on their profile pictures and profile type names and everything else like I see it you see it too and I want you guys to know because I have some people that's in here that's uh, friends and family that's you know don't deal with politics I want you to know that you're you're choosing a side that you don't have to choose you can you can remain neutral so you got to ask yourself why the people that's actually harming us in the United States that they support that country Start looking at these people that we support and then look how we're treated here and ask yourself, you know, why are they treated more better and they're not citizens? That's what that's one thing that you need to, you know, do a gut check with. But for the most part, with um, Ukraine, um, a lot of people don't realize that Ukraine is one of the biggest child trafficking headquarters. I was going to say hubs. 
headquarters globally, period, point blank. Um, you know, so with the headquarters being Ukraine, one of the other headquarters as far as, you know, you got the child trafficking, but a lot of people are sleeping on the, um, the organ harvesting that's going on. So whenever you have a hub of kids and, and women being missing, coming up missing, you got to realize you got another uh, aspect that can that can trickle in. And that's organ harvesting. Um, I think a lot of us sleep on that because it's not something that's real popular. Uh, you know, like I said, as far as child trafficking is really is really the eye grabber, the, the you know, oh, yeah, child trafficking. Yes, we care about our children. But you got to understand that organ harvesting is as important as well, uh, because once you organ harvesting, you know, they just killing kids, you know. So, um, yes, those things come into uh, play. Um, it's a left hand, right hand situation. Uh, when you start looking into the transhumanism that we talked about in the last show, uh, dealing with Epstein, uh, you start list, you start looking into uh, the Nexium. Um, the Keith Renier, um, you know, as far as them doing whatever they were doing in Buffalo, um, New York, as far as, you know, they were the ones distributing the kids. Uh, so you got the, the um, distribution of children. And then you have uh, Jeffrey Epstein that comes with um, being, I guess you want to say the merchant, um, the the actual person that you know buys the uh buys the product which would be the kids and, and the women and then you know he gives it out to his friends or they you know gives it out to these other scientists um you know the wuhan uh, situation that came up how you know um, you had wuhan that stepped into the election i uh, see a lot of people are not paying attention to that part um the wuhan situation is bigger than just being a lab for, um, you know, them studying, um, I guess you want to say, different viruses and everything else. Yes, the Wuhan University has um, ties to, you know, the, the MIT as far as um, if you've been, if, if anybody that's on the independent or Republican side, um, you'll start to notice that, you know, you have, um, I guess, I guess just say China uh, has, um they infiltrated our universities, our schooling system, uh, but mainly our science and uh, MIT um, courses. So now when you start seeing, you know, from the, um, the show that I did last time, part two, I, I showed you the receipts of, well, I told you where to find the receipts of Obama um, actually funding these MIT and Ivy League um, um, colleges or, you know, as far as their uh, medical and lab. Uh, medical and science, I guess you want to say, um, courses or, or, you know, or laboratories. So they have funding, crazy funding, uh, for that. And then you got to start looking into their relationship with the Wuhan. Um, I had, <laughs> I want to jump off subject, but I had, um, I had Ty, it just, you know, clicked in my brain because, you know, you have an overload of information. Um, Kobe, uh, when I had found Kobe Bryant in the, in the middle of that, of the shenanigans, um, right before he was killed, it was like right before he was killed, uh, we found, um, me and chocolate, I believe she was, yeah, we, we still had the war room up, um, which is, you know, something that we, we share information with, with each other. Um, 
Kobe Bryant was funding some of these um, these labs, these medical labs. Uh, not to throw, not to be too conspiracy theorists and everything else, but just common sense. Um, you know, he he started fighting the medical. Um, he had a lawsuit coming up with the pharmaceutical business after uh, the situation, but most of the funding that was um, that was going on with these universities, these Ivy League and Wuhan, and um, as well, he was funding uh, the Wuhan labs as well. You got to realize Kobe Bryant after the N- the NBA. He became a, a mogul, a big figure in China. Um, you know, for those that's, that's basketball heads, know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, he became bigger than life in China. So, you know, you start to do ventures outside of, um, you know, outside of. Do I think he know he was getting into? Who knows? Um, you know, I'm not. I'm not here to demonize the man. He's not here. Um, I don't know if he knew what he was getting into or it was just a business venture or whatever the case be. Um, you know, give it, you know, let's just give it the benefit of the doubt. He started fighting with the pharmaceutical people later. So maybe he got into something and had a change of heart. But if you look into it, yes, he had a lawsuit. He was going after Big Pharma. And y'all know what happened when you have enough money to fight them. You know, now this goes into the conspiracy realm. Um, yeah, it just happened that, you know, his helicopter does the, the, the Bill Clinton, Hillary Clinton shuffle, um, you know, all of a sudden, you know, it's all of a sudden, you know, your helicopter that you paid millions for wanted to do the Hillary Clinton, Bill Clinton shuffle, the electric slide, we'll call it. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of money tied into, um, these situations is bigger than what a lot of us believe it is. Um, the reason that I mention it is because when you talk about child trafficking, you got to understand child trafficking is huge in China. Organ harvesting is huge in China. Um, it's huge in Ukraine. Um, these labs, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm trying to stay on point, but it's like these labs that they've been blowing up in, um, in Ukraine is bigger than viruses as well. Um, these labs are done for experiments as well. And this is why the United States came to us and said it was no labs. Yeah, I remember they said it was no labs that Russia was making up that this is a lab and yeah. everything else. Yeah. yeah. They got, they, this is where they do their experiments on kids. So you got to ask yourself, how bad is Putin? This is not a pro anything. Uh, this, this is not a pro, um, Russia page. This is not a pro. Um, Putin um, campaign or anything else. But if he's telling you that, you know, these guys have labs there and then our government and our media is telling us that he's lying and there's no labs there. And then they have to admit later because the citizens of that, um, of that region is telling us that his labs there as well. What are they hiding? So now things start to, you know, come to come to fruition. Most of us know about child trafficking. But for those that's just listening for their first time, why is the United States upholding child trafficking, a child trafficking hub and a child and an organ harvesting hub in there? And you can only do those things. Those things are only achieved if your government is involved, meaning the Ukrainian government is involved with child trafficking and organ harvesting. You can't just do that by yourself. Like they want you to believe 
that it's, it's some man in a, in a van that got free candy written on outside of the, of the, of the van that's going around just, no, it doesn't work like that. It's an operation. Um, child trafficking, all these missing kids that you see, um, by the, by the thousands in the United States as well. Those are not just random kids that walk from the store and then never came back and stuff like that. This is, this is something of an operation that's been going on forever. Um, you got to think about the technology that we have in the United States. In the United States, if you, if, if they want to catch you, if your kid comes up missing or whatever case be, they will track, they will track down. They got, uh, street lights that got the, that got the surveillance. They got you driving, got you, you know, license plates, the model, everything. They, they can track you from where you're going to this stoplight, to this stoplight, to this stoplight, to where you, your final destination is to where you would take the kid or take the, um, the victim that you have. I learned that, um, as far as, um, I think me and Donnie, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Um, when I, I had joined, um, a child trafficking and, um, it was basically not child trafficking, but basically a searching, um, a search and rescue. So it was women involved as well, but the majority of the victims were child, were, were kids, um, kid perks. So, when I joined that, I started learning just how different methods on how they was tracking these people. And they were tracking them mainly through um, your cell phone towers, as far as, you know, your, your phone is pinging. And uh, they track you that way. And they were tracking through uh, street lights, as far as, you know, traffic lights. You stop at a light, even if you don't stop at a light, they still got you going down this direction, got you going down this direction, got you taking the left over here, got you taking the right over there. And this is how they was tracking um, the actual, you know, the, the perpetrators that was, um, you know, doing the evil stuff that, you know, really don't want to get too graphic, but the evil stuff that was going on. So I learned that method and I start to I start to realize that talking to these uh, these people that I was in a squad with. They were saying that, you know, this is something that the department does not want to. Um, they don't want to take the the spearhead for it. They don't want to. They they don't think it's important. Most of the people that I was working with were active law enforcement, not ex. Active law enforcement and ex military. So these were people that was working for you know the police department, but their department don't care about you know saving kids. Don't care about saving women. Don't. They don't care. They're gone. They're gone. Now, if they happen to trip over something where somebody got kidnapped, whatever case be, all right, let it be. But they're not out there actively going to save anybody that's been kidnapped or any kids that's been kidnapped. Um, they're, they're not dedicated. So it took people that was actually in the department to put together what we're talking about right now. But I believe, you know, uh, Donnie asked for solutions last time we was on it it just got a little bit too late that's that's you know it we went on a couple hours and everything else and i was just like yeah we have to i can talk about information all day but we gotta start having solutions um some of the stuff that i learned um it's a lot of kids that you see on the daily that's child trafficking you just gotta pay attention to the signs so i start learning signs um, as far as, you know, they teach, they, they were teaching the signs, they were teaching bruising, 
Uh, they were teaching when a kid is just too factuated with you. Yeah, kids are normally, their kids are kids, no doubt. We're not saying every kid that you see uh, that's factuated with you is, is being child trafficked. But no, some kids will try to run off with you. And you're like, this little kid was really like, we're flattered by it because, you know, it's like, oh, the kid was cute, you know, and it's like, that kid is actually trying to get the fuck away. Excuse my language. But, you know, I started learning, you know, just I'm glad um, that, you know, I, I joined that unit for the time being. I started learning just little things that I look at all the time. Uh, children, children, you know, that's that's just staring at you. You're like, what is they staring at? You just think, oh, that's kids being kids. And it's like, no, it's, it's their way of speaking um, a lot of times. And we don't understand that. They're speaking to us, but we're not grasping the concept because it's like, oh, that's just a nosy little kid. that ain't got no manners and it's just being a kid. No, it's a lot of it's a lot of children out there that's in your face that's being child trafficked. They don't know what's actually going on because they don't have the mental capacity to tell you what's going on. But they're telling you with their body language and their actions what's actually going on. So. I wanted folks to understand that, too, that, you know, for solutions, um, I'm not telling you to call the police every time a kid looks at you. <laughs> like, that's not what we're saying. But pay attention and use, um, use um, you know, your concernment as far as, like, just, just pay attention. Um, intuition kicks in. And just, you know, just look at that relationship between that adult. Because everybody that's, just, that's adult, that doesn't mean that that's the parent. Um, you know, look at the relationship, relationship between that adult and between that kid. And you can, you can, you can piece it together. Sometimes we look at it as, as angry parents or, you know, that's a, that's a mean ass mom or a mean ass dad. Those are not their kids. So that's a, you know, like I said, for solutions, uh, we can start, you know, arming ourselves on, um, just signs to look for, um, you know, as far as in public. Everybody is not trapped. And, and tied up in the closet. Um, I think that's a, um, I, I, a lot of them are, no doubt. Uh, it's a lot of them that are. But I think we all have a, a conception or idea in our head that, uh, or a vision in our head that these kids are just tied up in the closet. No, a lot of them are in your face when you go to the mall, uh, Walmart, the grocery store, um, shit, Porta Sub, Subway, McDonald's, no matter where you at. They, you, you're watching these kids and these kids don't know any better. So they believe that this is normal because that's all they know. So they normalize being human trafficking or child trafficking. So, you know, they, they can, they're functional. That's what we'll call them. They're functional in public. You got some that's unfunctional in public because, you know, uh, real bad, bad, bad stuff, super bad stuff happens. So they will, they will run off. But, um, when they're a certain age, I believe the age limit is they had it three to seven. Um, a lot of a lot of three to sevens, um, they will try to walk with you. Um, kids gra- grab your hand. Uh, you know, kids will sit back and say, Daddy. And you're looking like, I look like your daddy. I had, you know, I had white kids call me daddy in the past. But I'm like, I don't think so, Jacob. Like. <laughs> like, you know, it's just stuff like that that happens. And we, we take it for granted and laugh it off and brush it off. And it's like, nah, these kids is actually <laughs> trying to get away. 
And, um, you know, it, it's those are solutions that we can look into. So I think we need to arm ourselves more on, um, on, you know, what to look for as far as, you know, I can look up a website or whatever case be. Everything I had was on paper. Uh, but I'm sure it's a website out there um, as far as being in the modern days that we are right now with the Internet. Um, things that we can look for. Don't call the police on everybody. Don't look crazy for us, but just pay attention. Be more assertive. Uh, look at the signs. It's telltale situations there. Um, we just, you know, brush it off as those are badass kids or those are kids that's that's nosy. I wanted to say that because I I want you to listen. Information is cool, but what can we do as a unit where we can start when we start spreading this to your friends, spreading it to your family members and everything else? One person, you know, you know, teach you teach another person, you teach another person, and we normalize um, being a village as far as you know, like these kids are innocent; they're innocent kids. Uh, so we, as adults, we're supposed to protect them. Um, I believe that's our job. Uh, it doesn't have to be just your children, um, your kids. If I look at your kids like I look at my kids, then they'll be safe. That's how that's that's the mindset that we need to embody um, and not just say, oh, those are not my kids. I don't care. My kids are straight and my kids are good. Um, you know, I don't care about nobody else's. If I treat your kids like my kids, then I'm going to watch out for them. So that, those are solutions um, that some people don't believe are solutions, but they're huge solutions. Cause now you actually know what to look for. Now you know how to, you know, the mindset has to change in the culture as far as, um, you know, just because your kids are safe, you don't care about nobody else's kids. Like that's that's the majority of our mindset. Let's, let's just be honest about it. You're not, you know, I'm not telling you to be Inspector Gadget and, and go prowling nowhere, but the, nine times out of 10, these signs are in your face. And uh, you just got to pay attention to it because it happens more. If these if these numbers are the numbers, which I believe they're higher, but if you have the government that's reporting certain statistics and numbers, best believe when it's something like this, they're giving you the lowest number that they possibly can give you. So if this thing is in our face constantly, you don't think that you ever cross you know, these things? You don't think that you, you know, was that was the self-checkout and that kid that was doing something that you, you know, that caught your eye, you just brushed it off as nothing, you know, like we just brush it off. Start paying attention. Um, start looking at the, the relationship between the kid and, uh, and, um, and the, um, the, the adult. Cause all the time, the, those, those adults that the kids are with are not their parents. So when you see these, these, um, I'm gonna keep repeating this because we need to drill this in our heads. When you when you're somewhere in public and you see these these adults being super fucking rude to these kids and mean to these kids, and you're like, damn, like, you know, you thinking in your head, like, that, that, that bitch is mean, like, she mean, like, you know, those are not her kids. Nine times out of ten, those them ain't her kids. It's a it's a certain way of cussing out a kid or or disciplining the kid verbally, whatever case be, that you do as a parent. Some of that stuff, they be cussing at those kids like those are not their kids. And we believe that they are because you see an adult figure and you see a child. Um, so it's up to us to be more aware. Of course, we can't stop the, you know, we can't stop right now 
Uh, we can't stop the organized operations that's going on. Um, stop giving these. I, I, I know a lot of people uh, believe in giving these kids cell phones. Um, that's not the safest. I know that the, it, it, in, in, in the modern day, it makes you feel like your kid is safe. Cell phones are the easiest way to track children. I don't know if she want me to get into the Obama phones because that's a whole nother can of worms. That's a whole nother show. Um, Actually, I think I think you should definitely touch on that because it kind of has to do with what uh, uh, Chocolate has said on her page about them giving out free devices. Okay. And I found her tweet. Let me go back to it. I reposted it. I said, come on, Internet. Oh, that's probably where I'm at. I'm trying to read her tweet to you guys, but my Internet's being weird. Okay, I found it. I think it's still loaded. Ah, oh, chocolate. I'm trying to pull up your tweet, but uh, there we go. Here we go. She said they're giving out free tracking devices in the low-income neighborhoods, generous or tra- uh, trafficking humans. Yeah, and she's being nice by saying that. Um, she know damn well what it is. So <laughs> she's she's basically telling her audience she's giving the option. For our audience, but she, she, you know, like I said, she busts that open as far as, you know, with me, as far as uh, information wise on, you know, these tracking devices and everything else. And it goes back is deeper than everything that you could imagine. Um, Jeff Sessions, I stopped messing with Jeff Sessions uh, because dealing with the wine case, uh, that's a whole nother. I ain't going to do it. Uh, I can't do it. Let's stick to the script. Um because <laughs> that's a whole nother show. Them phones, I'll talk about it, but I ain't going to get into detail because that's a whole nother show. Um, but yeah, they tracking, they, they track these kids, um, through, um, the Obama phones was one of them. Yes, they use regular phones, regular factory phones, you know, T Mobile, Sprint, whatever case be. But what they were intentionally doing, um, as far as with the Obama phones, uh, were, and it actually was the Bush administration, the Obama, uh, that's what a lot of people don't understand. The Bush administration, um, you know, approved it and then Obama executed it. So this is why I tell you, I don't play the, the Democrat versus Republic, uh, Republicans game. So if you know about the Bushes, uh, you know about the Franklin, you know, the Franklin boys and everything else, like, you know, just different operations that they were doing as far as, you know, child trafficking as well. Um, so, you know, I'm just putting those two together that, you know, you can't play the Democrat Republican game. I know a lot of people that's, you know, in politics sit back and say, well, it's the Democrats that's still in the kids. Yeah, they are, but it's a whole bunch of Republicans that's doing the same damn thing. So stop, stop, you know, cutting up when it comes to something that, that this important, stop playing politics with it. These people are evil and just leave it like that. Like, it's not hard to, it's not hard to do that. And, you know, the good, the good to show themselves and the bad to show themselves as well. But stop playing, you know, the Democrat versus Republican game, uh, Republican game when it comes, um, to these children for, for sure, for sure. Um, you know, just like, you know, Jeff Sessions let, you know, the people get away, um, that were actually, um, putting their, uh, putting the tracking devices and tracking the kids. He actually let them get away. Um, the Awan brothers, if you ever look into the Awan brothers, we, we'll talk about them later. But, um, you know, they got caught spying on uh, spying on um, 
on the Senate and, uh, you know, blackmailing the House and everything else. And, you know, he let them get away and go back to Afghanistan, you know. So that's when I stopped messing with Jeff Sessions as a as attorney general. Uh, he showed me his hand with that. I didn't need him to turn on Trump, um, you know, as far as uh, I guess you want to say turn on Trump fighting with Trump for me to say, I don't like Jeff Sessions anymore. Um, Jeff, Jeff Sessions showed me who he was when he allowed them to get off and gave them a slap on the wrist, no jail time, no nothing. And it's like, yeah, you know, okay. All right. You know, you know what's going on, but you're Jeff Sessions. If you notice when it came to Biden, he was real protective over his grandkids. So he knows what's going on. He just don't want to do nothing about it. So he knows the bad players, and everything else, he just don't. He just don't want to do shit about it. Um, so that's when I start, you know, uh, looking at him weird. And that's why I'm saying now that we got to start treating these kids like they are kids. Your kids are my kids. If I see something going on with your kids, guess what? I see something going on with my kids. Um, so when we when we adopt that uh, that mindset, uh, you'll do more. You'll go out there. You'll go out there and, and give that you know that extended hand and everything else. But if you look at it like, oh, well, you know, that's somebody else's badass kid. You know, this is how this is um, covered up. So this is they cover it up all the time with these methods. They're going to keep doing it until the public, us, we are the public, until we actually start taking a stand and watching things. Um, start start Googling uh, how many child, um, you know, sex predators you have in your neighborhood. We on Twitter all day laughing and. And he, he, ha, ha, and don't know that your neighbor is a, is, a, is a sex offender. Don't know that your boyfriend or your girlfriend is a sex offender. But, you know, but we, we he, he, ha, ha on Twitter, Facebook. Uh, let me jump in your inbox or your DM, not knowing that you're talking to a whole predator and a whole predator lives right across the street from you. Um, do that. You know, am I shaming you? Uh, yeah, I'm shaming you because I want you to look into your neighborhood. If you have children, even if you don't have children, it's children outside your neighborhood. This is what I'm saying. Even if you don't have children, those children that's outside are not yours biologically, but they're your children. That's that's the mindset that we need to start going into with this. Um, so, yeah, the, um, the 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 cell phones, the Obama phones, were to surveil um, the the black community. And, you know, the perk of it was a lot of us were giving our kids. Um, and I'm going to be honest with you. You don't see Obama phones in the white community. That was that was intentionally given to the black community. And I noticed when these phones start um, being given to us, I start seeing an influx of, um, of uh, Facebook posts of missing missing kids, missing missing teenagers, uh, missing Kids that was, you know, like nine, ten, that was old enough to dial, you know, use a cell phone, know the, the function, the functions of it. I start to notice that we start seeing a spike in that. And then we start looking at the statistics. Our numbers start going up with how many black kids were missing. And then it's like a lot of people are not, you know, a lot of, you know, the, the white community don't understand this part. And I'm going to this is why I come on Donnie's show to teach certain things that's not being taught. We are the smallest, the black community is the smallest percentage, you know, as far as, you know, statistics in population in America. 
So why are we having the most people coming up missing? Or if we don't have the most people coming up missing for the year, we're close neck to neck with the with the majority in America. That's not that's not an even that's not an even process. If you have something that's small that has a high percentage of something, then you know we can easily you know I always talk about depopulation. Depopulation is is, is a key. That's why you know you got the Planned Parenthood. We got the highest rates in that. So we got the highest rates of Planned Parenthood. Got the highest rates of um, children and women coming up missing in 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 the communities, and we're the smallest population in America. Then you can't you got to take in consideration a lot of people that still locked up in prison for mass incarceration and everything else. Like we're spread it thin. Like I can go on and on with it, but it's like now you start to understand how um, they contain a community, and th- these are things that's happening because. They started pressing, um, you know, and this is something that I want people to actually pay attention to, no matter what your race is. They start pressing this. Um, I guess you want to say where the police or the authorities can come take your kids, uh, the CPS, CPS and everything else. They targeted the black community with the drugs that they gave us. This is how CPS flourish. I, w- I want you guys to take notes on how. They open the door for child trafficking through the government. So they gave us the drugs in our communities and then they unleashed the CPS and everything else to come take our kids. When we had, you know, um, kids that were, you know, the parent was on drug, one parent was on drug, no matter if it was the father that was uh, an addict. If the hospital had information that the father was an addict, that baby was still taken by the state. And at that time period, this is what a lot of people don't understand. At that time period, those kids was, they would take our kids from us. Today is more, is more open because we got so much information and we wouldn't know those kids' names. We wouldn't know how to track them. We wouldn't know where to look for them when they got older. We wouldn't know, we wouldn't know who the parents were that, that had them. We don't know what city. We don't know what state. We don't know nothing. Those kids are gone. They were doing this for years and years and years and years. So imagine how many black kids, what did they, what did they do with most of them? That's the question that I'm going to ask you. I don't believe that all those kids are alive. I don't believe that all those kids went to a, to a home, a, a family. This was, this was a mass experiment and it was, it was done by our government, but it was done to, a, you know, they, de- they dehumanized folks. So they dehumanize the black community with violence. They dehumanize us with drugs. So what that does is in, in other people's brain and their, their perception, it's like, oh, those are bad people. We really don't care. Oh, yeah, you need to take their kids. Just how they did. They did the same thing with guns. I want you to get how they use the black community because y'all used to be Black Lives Matter motherfuckers and all that. This ain't that. We're dealing with straight facts. We're dealing with the government, we're dealing with straight facts, and we're dealing with how the people allowed it to happen. So they did it with, with guns, how they infringed with the, the 2A. They had black people acting a fucking fool on drugs and then giving us guns that we couldn't get, dropping them, dropping them off in our neighborhoods. And then they said, okay, well, we can't control them 
how about we make felons not able to buy guns? And white folks said, and people hate hearing white folks, but I, I say black folks and white folks. You just got to get over it. Um, get out your feelings. This is bigger than, than, you know, how you feel. So white folks said, okay, cool. Yeah, take away their guns. So you willingly handed over your 2A. We got infringed, but they used the black community to infringe on your 2A rights. See, this is, this is what I'm getting at. So they used the black community to get to infringe on your 2A rights. They did the same thing with the CPS. CPS is, it was the next step. So CPS is like, okay, you still got these people out here that's on dope. You still got people that's on crack. You still got gangbangers. You still got this. Let's take, let's take away their kids. And when I say white folks didn't say nothing or, or y'all accepted it, nobody stood up and said, eh, that doesn't sound like a good idea. We just allowed it to happen. And they, that, that normalized what we're seeing today. So that normalized the child trafficking that we see today. That normalized the operations that we see today. That normalized what they what they're doing when they run out of kids here. They go to Haiti or they go to you know go to Somalia, Rwanda, South. It's the same song over and over and over. And then when they get tired of that, they start reaching out to Ukraine. Then they start going to Croatia for you know for organ harvesting and Czechoslovakia and things as such. Now we start getting their governments involved. But it all starts from the acceptance. When you when you accept something because you're scared of something, or you accept something because it's race fueled, that's when that's when we accept things that's actually um, detrimental to me and you, no matter what your race or gender is. So child trafficking started, as far as legally legally, with um, the crack epidemic and or the heroin situation that trickled into the crack epidemic. That's when the CPS start coming in and taking kids and nobody know where these kids are. It's people, it's people I know right now that don't know where their kids are. And I tell them all the time, take a 20. I know some people are against 23 and me's and everything else uh, because of the, the nefarious um, things, but you got to use, you got to use those tools. Um, sometimes you got to put your, put, put stuff to the side and use those tools to find out your family. Um, I've every day, well, I, I won't exaggerate. Every other week, I meet a new family member. Every other week, I meet a new family member. I've 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 had first cousins. A whole like probably about seven, six or seven first cousins that popped up out of nowhere. And guess what? The parents know. That, oh, I remember her. We was at a party. We was here. We was there. So people say that these uh, these DNA tests are a lie and they're not. Now, they lie about some of the history and background uh, race wise genetics. Yeah. Why they lie about that? But they're not lying about the DNA relationship part. So with the DNA relationship part, no, you can find a lot of people that you did not know. You got to realize they didn't have all everything that we have access to. So. Anybody that, that has a family member that was, you know, um, taken away or whatever case be uh, because parents was on drugs, got into foster care and all this other stuff. Um, you have to realize that you can take these tests to try to find them. I would I would take your pride and put it to the side and try to find, you know, if it's something that, you know, it's a member that's out there looking for you. People are looking for you. 
and you might not know it. So take that take that time and, and do that. If I can if I can say that, please do it. It's worth it. Uh, especially when you have somebody that don't know themselves or don't know their family, how how intricate uh, of a piece that you are to them by finding them as a family member. People are searching for that. You might not be searching for it, but if somebody's searching for you, believe it or not, they're searching for you. Um, so the reason I bring up bring up the DNA test is they want us scared of it right now, but we've been finding out that a lot of these people um, are sent to um, I guess you want to say group homes, foster care, detention centers, things as such, um, child haven. Um, another thing that they hid um, child trafficking with um, is in the United States. They hid it through when your kid is a property award of the state. Guess what? They don't have to report when that when that kid comes up missing. They don't have to report it in the, in the, in the stats. Why? Because that's that's state property. They only have to they only have to tell you about public property. I want you to get that. This is where they have to tell you about public issues. When something's a state issue, where your kids is in the state, they don't have to come out and tell you nothing. So these kids are coming up missing by the thousands, and they was in state state protection. And all the state is saying, we don't know where they at. They just throw up their hand and say, well, we don't know where they at. And they don't have to report, report it on the statistics or the database of the FBI because those kids were property of the state. So now that's the other loophole that CPS uses and these other um, group homes and everything else uses is, oh, maybe they ran away, but we don't have to report it to anybody. So now it's not public knowledge, but this is happening so much. And these kids are never, ever found after that. They're not found in the river. They ain't found on the side of the road. They ain't found nowhere. So you got to start asking yourself, what is the grand scheme of things? This all can't be coincidence. Like, once you start hearing about these islands, once you start seeing that, you know, a lot of uh, another person that you're sleeping on, um, as Donnie had me come back one day. <coughs> <coughs> Why, why are you acting like you can't come back? Where are you going? What are you doing? <laughs> I'll just say that Daddy had me come back one day. Um, a lot of people that um, is sleeping on this person, and he's right in front of our face. Is his name is Richard Branson, and I want I want to break him down. Um, one day when I come back, I want to I want to break break him actually down to. Um, your folks and break them down a little bit more to my folks on here. But uh, Richard Branson is in our face. Um, Jill Biden is in our face. Jill, Do y'all know Jill Biden is, is like one of the top people for Save the Children? Like she's like the head. So you mean Joe Biden, the pedophile, and Jill Biden, his wife, Jill Biden is the head. Y'all about to make me, y'all about to make me go get my receipts, and I don't want to have to be going to application to application. But Jill yeah, Biden I mean, is it? Yeah, I'm happy you brought that up because I always thought it was strange. She, they always have her doing stuff with kids on TV shows and stuff. And uh, I remember her and Michelle were were um, on Sesame Street a lot. I thought that was weird. 
No, nah, they they got they are the funnel yeah. to the children. That that's facts. They are the funnel to the children. Facts. That's 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 it is what it is. I don't care how you feel about it. Look into who probably you can probably just Google Jill Scott and say um I said Jill Scott. I'm thinking about living my life like it's gold. Um, uh, Jill Biden and um say the children. You can probably just Google that and it pops up. I'm pretty sure it might pop up. You might not have to do no real uh, research on that. You probably can just do a simple Google search or Duck Duck Go, or I forget the other one that you that you name. But yeah, just Google that and see what pops up. The other one was Brave. Brave. But okay. I, but I think Duck Duck Go was still better than Brave. Based off fighting. No, stuff. not Jill Scott. Somebody gonna say. Jill Scott <laughs> has nothing to do with it. Jill Scott, I slipped and said Scott is Biden. So no, leave Jill out. Leave my Jill Scott out of this. <laughs> Jilly from Philly, leave her out of this. She must have been on my brain and that's what came out. <laughs> so Jill Biden. Ooh, y'all, y'all drive a hard bargain in here. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, um, Reason I'm mentioning so, this. Be- oh, go ahead. so Richard Branson, he's the British entrepreneur. Is that the right person? Uh, yes, but he runs Virgin. Um, you got cell phones. Mm. You got Vir- you got Virgin Virgin cell phones. You got Virgin Airlines. So now you have, you know, transportation, and now you have a tracking mechanism. You know what's weird? Uh, maybe if you was Googling his name and put and Jill Scott popped up before you know how an auto fills it for you. Yeah. When I was typing in his name and Jill, it put Scott before I could put Biden. Well, maybe maybe we might need to watch Jill. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'm just saying, like, you know, I, I, I slipped up and said Scott, but, you know, nobody's off the table, you know, yeah. when it comes to this. You know, so... Some of some of your some of your favorite um, your favorite people that you love, um, you know, as far as entertainment, they they are in you know in the shenanigans. So um, the reason I, I mentioned uh, Richard Branson, I going I ain't gonna be the dead horse. I want you guys to look into him. Um, he has an island right above, uh, a little bit above uh, Jeffrey Epstein, and they do the same things. His is called Necker Island. Um, I think you spell it like N E K K A R D or is it N E K K E C K E R whatever the case be. Like I think it's N E K K E R. Necker Island. Um so you got Yeah, Necker. Yes. Is it popping up? Yeah, it says Necker, N-E-C-K-E-R. Okay, Island. I didn't know if they had I'm two Ks. Or, okay. Um, yeah, Necker Island. Um, it's the same, <laughs> it's the same thing as Epstein Island. Um, he actually works with, I know you guys don't want to take it too, too far because, you know, people hear certain words, they, they get turned off. Um, he works with the Podestas. That should, you know, that that word right there should, you know, that should trigger you to 
what you need to know. So these people, they get on these islands and they are powerful people. And I want I want folks to realize this. Everybody take out their device real quick, please. Like, that's the only thing I'm going to ask y'all to do. Take out your device. Go to Google. We're going to Google this as a collective. I'm going to Google it right with your ass, so don't feel bad. So go put in Richard Branson in the search bar and Obama. And you're going to have photos. You're going to have everything at the top. You're going to have them at the White House. You're going to have everything. When Obama left office, he ran. He got on the helicopter, waved, and went straight to Richard Branson's island. I want I want y'all to know that. The man, the man that's known like we a lot of people that's in the island and Jamaica and everything else, they know about Richard Branson. Everybody that's in Trinidad, um, things and such, in those islands, St. Croix, they know what Richard Branson does. All those kids come up missing around his island. Guess what? Haiti as well. So now these are different demographics of kids. Richard Branson dealt with the island kids. You got the Dominican Republic, you got you got um you got Haiti, you got Jamaica, you got Trinidad, you got St. Kitts, you got St. Croix, you got all those are the kids that's coming up missing. You remember I showed you on, on part one how in New York, Nexium was dealing with the kids on the East Coast from like uh Virginia on up. You know, like the like from from Virginia to the region was like Virginia to like uh, Missouri up to Ohio and then back up to like Maine, that area, that, that region, like the Northeast. That was the Nexium's headquarters and, and, and population. Then you go to the West. You got Southwest. You got Nevada. You got Arizona, uh, New Mexico. Um, they were going into Mexico as well. And then you got South, uh, California, which is, you know, Got um, Tijuana, um, San Diego, stuff like that. That was ran by the McCain Institute, and not to mention that the Zorro Ranch was in that same Epstein was in that same region uh, for Zorro Ranch. Now you have Richard Branson. Richard Branson is in the islands. You know he's dealing with straight just the island kids coming up missing. They know that they're at Richard Branson. That's that's all. That's what they, you know. I guess you want to say that's their their information that they have is when kids come up missing, they're over there on that island with with the powerful people. Ain't shit you can do about it. That's their folklore, which is real. uh, But that's what you know is going on with that. So you have Obama ran straight down there, um, straight down there. Got out, you know, second term. I'm out of here. I'm going straight to Richard Branson's island. That's just weird to me. Like that stuck out. Like we was looking at each other. Like how 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 blatant is it when, when you know some of us as researchers know what's going on and you blatantly just run out there. And yeah, Rihanna was involved. That was hurtful. 
I don't even like it's a lot of stuff. Anyway, let me stick to the script because I'll be everywhere and talk about everything. <laughs> it's it's so it's so much information that it's my like, bad. I I put, I was like I, I have questions about Rihanna and the whole island thing and her island where she came from. And I start really questioning her when they gave her an award, some kind of a prestigious listen, honor. They tell they tell they tell they tell themselves. And then you got to realize the boyfriend, um, that was chocolate that found this actually. Um, the, the boyfriend, um, before ASAP, um, the Arabic guy, uh, she found the information for that. So I can't, she's more in detail with that, with that part, but it's like just on a basic, um, that the, uh, one of the Arabs, um, I don't know if he's a, he's a powerful person, billionaire family, whatever case be. Um, they don't really talk about their relationship because they didn't want you to know they was tied together as an item because it looks weird. Um, so they were tied together as a, uh, as an item. And then you have this, these people that, you know, she's tied to with, with them was dealing with, um, you know, ISIS and dealing with, you know, um, uh, Taliban and everything else. Uh, you look at the situation that was going on in Libya where there was human trafficking and, you know, all the, um, all the, I guess you want to say the African people of Libya was getting, um, uh, getting trafficking, human trafficking here, there. Um, that's their family. That's, you know, she, that organized her, her boyfriend at that time was funding all that. So everything intertwines to one another when you sit back and look at the whole playing field. So yeah, it, it's just, I just want us to come together and think as a collective. More group talk, um, you know, more group talk, more group thought, um, you know, and challenge. You know, there's nothing wrong with challenging information. You know, if you hear something that doesn't sound right for me, um, challenge it. But just make sure that you come with something um, that you can challenge it with, not just feeling. Um, you know, like I said we're not we I got an opinion. I try to keep it out, my opinion out, um, you know, so. I would respect the same, you know, as far as, you know, we all have opinions. That doesn't mean my opinion is right or your opinion is right. I just try to show you uh, what the metadata is as far as, you know, what we can see and uh, look at the patterns and look at the ties and start, you know, everything start tying and together, you know, one another. Then you start to ask yourself, yeah, something weird is going on, um, you know. So that's what I try to I try to make sure I present and, um, you know, hopefully. We all can, um, you know, do the same thing as a collective. Uh, start looking into some of your favorite, you know, uh, entertainers. Start seeing if they're involved with uh, just different missionary groups and everything else. And, you know, out doing humanitarian. They, they hide it under humanitarian work. But what they're actually doing is actually um, getting people there. And they, they hide under these operations with these big names. So. Um, basically I just want to talk about child trafficking and, and, um, you know, organ, organ harvesting is one of the big things, uh, that go on, um, in the United States as well. But when you look at the players, they're all tied. Uh, when you look at Ukraine, you see, you see the Clintons right there. When you look at Ukraine, you see Biden right there and I'm wrapping it up so the callers can come in. But, um, the, the reason I mentioned Ukraine Biden and Clinton and child trafficking and organ harvesting is you had the same makeup in the United States with, you know, uh, mass incarceration. 
Bill, Cl- um, Bill Clinton, Hillary Clinton, and who? Joe Biden. So this is with mass incarceration. They start locking up the parents as well. This they was already stealing the kids from, you know, just being drug addicts. Then they came in with mass incarceration and that was human traffic. That was child trafficking on steroids. So they locked up all the parents. And where do you think these kids go if they don't have no parents? Hmm. All right. They, They go to they go to the magic place. So you got to look at the same. It's the same blueprints that's being uh, played over, over and over again. And, um, you know, sometimes you got to say, hey, you know, something doesn't quite seem right and, and call it out. So that's what we're doing. Um, I don't know if you got any callers coming in or you got questions. Um, you know, we, I ain't really talked to you today. So I just want to make sure you put the info out before uh, my daughter start doing uh <laughs> doing her little dances and TikToks and everything else. So, <laughs> well, I I'm gonna go ahead and let the other folks ask some questions first since they've been patient. I'm gonna mute myself. I do have questions, but I'll save mine to go after the other folks. Um, let's see, real quick. I asked Flamethrower for a link. He said uh, Branson is hosting Jill Scott summer tour. I asked him if he had a link so I can see that because that's kind of strange how we accidentally brought up her name and that will be happening possibly. Um, Cole, you're up on deck. Please drop some gems. What's, what's up? I'm doing pretty good. You got to follow what Dom is doing. Prosecuting the little guys leaning up. To the prosecution on the bigger gods. And also, this is interesting. The blood moon, then the next day, Dom chooses his jury after the blood moon. So this was already planned out to be. And on, so do you follow, follow the, the investigations that are going on now? What was, what was your um, last question? You're talking about the, I thought I took a vaccination. And, and also, there's one more thing. Now the news is talking about how bad the vaccine is. They can't ignore it anymore. So pretty much, um, we need to follow every investigation that is going in the courts right now because 
about to get crazy. Yeah, cool, definitely. You know, we got people who are actually posting up more and more and talking about it. Um, I guess this was on, um, what's this on YouTube? People are posting about it. Um, out of 27 women that were accidentally pregnant during the VAX program, outcome 23 spontaneous abortions, two premature with uh, neonatal death, one spontaneous abortion with neonatal death, one living baby, Pfizer doc 5.3.6, page 12, safe and effective, in quotations. And someone says, yeah, very effective. New video out on Rumble link. So, yeah, Cole, thank you for sharing that with us. Um, and always for coming up here and dropping your gems. Appreciate you. And uh, next yeah. up, we have, we have Melanie. One moment. Okay, the bummy in the queue. Sure can. Hold on. Hey, Cole, add yourself back. I messed up. It's been a while. Forgive me. Sorry. Hey, Melanie, go ahead. How are you? Drop some gems for us. Melanie, um, if it's your first time using this app on the very bottom, right-hand corner is the mic, and that's how you unmute yourself. Okay. Next up is going to be Robert. Robert? Yeah. See, right. Can you guys hear me okay? Sure can. Okay. So, I, so I'm going to keep it short, but I'll talk on a couple topics. First of all, Shaka, um, I've, I've been here. I, I used to be a big hip hop head, uh, with the, as far as East Coast rap. And then I got into West Coast and I've, I've been following the black community for quite a while, uh, especially considering I live in a majority black area. Um, I, I will tell you, I will tell you this up front that most white people do not take pride in saying that uh, in pointing out the fact that black people kill each other statistically more than any other race. None of us are proud of that. It's an embarrassment. And, and if these communities would, would stop denouncing us as white supremacists or saying, well, you ain't black, you don't know what we're going through. You know, if they stop saying shit like that and actually listen to us, you know, uh, then they might be able to fix their community, you know, uh, because uh, the family structure. Yeah. I'm curious the way you're going with that. No, let, let him go ahead. Um, yep. I've done classes on this, so <laughs> it's just, it's going to be a teaching moment. I guess, uh, I guess where I'm going with that is. The family structure is is not exclusive to any one race. That that I mean, it's well known that in certain parts of the country, single motherhood is rampant throughout communities. There's a lot of deadbeats out there. There's kids getting involved in drugs, and, uh, and you know, I'm not trying to be disrespectful. Please don't take it as that. Um, but we, but we do see what's going on and we really, and, and look, I feel, I would feel the same way if it were a white community that were like that, 
I mean, I feel no no different about the about the biker community, uh, about the bikers, uh, the biker gangs that deal drugs. I mean, and then their kids end up getting involved in it. So it's not a point of pride at all. And it, I just want to see it better for people. So I'll let you guys respond to that one before I go on, before I go on. All right, so I don't know what part you want me to jump into, so I will jump in first. Um, as far as we mentioned, black-on-black crime. All right, well. Black-on-black crime, that, that's that's what you called it, right? Yeah, that's, that's the common term anyway. Have you heard of white-on-white crime? Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it happens. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't heard on white on white crime. So, um, we're going to go with proximities. Um, you know, like as far as, um, you gotta, you gotta understand why would something be called black on black, um, to anybody as far as when we have all types of races in America. So that's the, the first, the first step of fixing mindsets is why is something called black on black you don't hear asian on asian you don't hear mex brown on brown you don't hear mexican on mexican why is it that something is being called and we're the smallest percentage of people why is something being called hey i can barely hear you and i i made sure mine was turned up what what about now Perfect. Can anybody hear me now? Or? A, little, a little soft, but acceptable. Yeah, I can hear you now. Uh, the only thing I heard. Okay, I, I'll start all over. Like I said, I can I can repeat it. Uh, um, <clears throat> or, or is it still messed up? Let me do this. I'm going to jump out and I'm going to jump back in. Can you guys hear me? What happened to Flamethrower? Hey, Flamethrower, get back up here. All right, let me add you back. Cool. There's Shaka. Let me add you back up. All right, cool. All right. Um, I don't know if you guys can hear me, but... Yes. Okay. Um, so, like I said, I, I'm going to be real short. I ain't going to um, give a whole dissertation. Um, when you talk about black-on-black crime, um, that was actually made to um, – it's an experiment. Um, you got to ask yourself, what is black-on-black crime to begin with? Um, how do we get the drugs? How do we, you know, get the guns to kill each other? 
Um, how do you infiltrate a community? How is a, a community a giggy, uh, like a, a guinea pig? Um, you know, these are things that's not talked about. We talk about the black community like it's a it's a community that was actually made for um, everybody. It's not. Uh, it's an isolated community. Uh, they put us in a, in a proximity of each other. Uh, what is a white community? That's what you got to ask yourself. What is a white community and what's a black community? And what's the difference between the two? So in a black community, um, if you know anything about, you know, just from 19, the 1930s, 1920s on up, they were putting us in certain in certain spots where they can control us. And it's basically cut us off from being in, in white communities. And it's still the same blueprint today. Um, when you look at everything that's going on as far as uh, today's black on black violence, Ask yourself if anybody, it's a lot of Republicans, a lot of conservatives that's in gun culture. You know that guns are not cheap. You know that, you know, ARs are not cheap. You know that AK-47s are not cheap. You know that it's not cheap. You know silencers are not cheap. You know that Glocks are not cheap. Start look at, look at the weapons that we're getting in our community and then look at the weapons that's in the Middle East. I want you, I want you to first do that. And start, and what I'm getting at, and what I'm gonna show you is the same people that's funding ISIS, the same people that's been funding Taliban, the same government that's been funding these people are doing the same thing in our community. But when, whenever you locked up the parents, this is this is what a lot of people, you know, you miss. You, you said something about, you know, other people having, you know, single parent homes as well, but they're not getting fed weapons they're not getting fed guns all the men most of the men were locked up at a certain time so whenever you whenever the art of war whenever you take the man out the house you know that's the front line defense so now you have you know i can speak about the kids today because i'm involved with my community still i'm not candace owens i'm not these blexit people i'm in my community now you have a group of kids that have no jobs which I praise Trump for bringing back the jobs and everything else. And if you listen to Kanye, he said the same thing that I'm saying. Y'all love Kanye when he was talking, but I don't think you guys listened to Kanye when he was speaking to Trump. He told Trump, let's do gun education in our community. He said, let's bring back, let's make factories where poverty creates crime. So anybody that's talking about what the black community is doing, then you're going to do it versus what the white community is doing. Or if it is a white community per se, we have no resources. So you have no resources, but our resources are guns and drugs. Now, is this some successful black men and women? Yes, but we're speaking about the majority. We're speaking about a majority of what the black community looks like, not the successful stories. So yes, we have successful people that made it out of the black community. But you got to realize when we play in the numbers game, a lot of people are not going to make it out of the same circumstances. So I'm, you know, like I said, I have a pass. I changed up my pass. I understand what was help, what was holding me back. I understood what was my enemy. And I understood on a politic level who started this. So we have a lot of conservatives, a lot of Republicans that play politics with the black community. Not knowing that the Republicans were the ones that dropped the, the guns and drugs off in our community and did the war on drugs. 
and then abandon our community. If we're going to play politics with this, let's let's talk all the way. The Republicans were the ones that dropped off the guns and drugs, and then the Republicans took themselves out of our community and left us in the hands of the Democrats. That's what happened. So now you have something when, when y'all play this whole game of, oh, you guys are the Democrats. You guys are this, the black men. We, we didn't shun the Dem- we didn't shun the Republicans. The Republicans set us up for debate. You can go from Reaganomics to, uh, to Ronald Reagan to Richard, the war on drugs. What do you think the war on drugs was? That was the invitation for mass incarceration. Like, we have to have these talks because it's one-sided. And then you have people that's scared to have these talks because they don't want to offend the white community or they don't they want to be in the graces of it when we should be coming as black and white and talking about these things. So now we start getting marginalized into black-on-black violence, not knowing that they're using black-on-black violence to actually take the guns away from you guys. This is this is that whole that whole mindset of eh, meh. Why you guys doing all that? You guys, uh, when things are going on, when they're doing gun control, they're not saying black people in gun control. They're not saying black on black on gun control. So what they're doing now is they get you to shun the black community and ignore it and demonize it. And that goes back into what I said about the Second Amendment, where the infringement, where they infringe because the black black community is acting the ass. Let's take away rights for felons. And everybody say, yeah, that's a good idea. Get the gun out of there. They don't need it. Now they're doing the same thing and they're using Republican versus Democrat to push it. So now Republicans don't want to have any sympathy, don't want to know what's going on in the black community, really don't give a shit. And then not knowing that they're going to push legislation for gun control and they're going to use the, the statistics of the black community which they which they gave and armed the black community with those same guns that they're going to take away your legal guns with. This is a it's a it's a big cluster. Like I, I talked about culture the other day on here. The last time I was here, I said until we sit down and be honest with ourselves and break the barriers. We're going to be divided like this. And when we're divided like this. They can play how you said they call they call the white people white supremacists. Yeah, that's what they're going to keep calling you. Just how, you know, we get called, you know, gangsters, thugs, uh, parentless, parentless people, fatherless household. It's the, it's the same game. They keep us divided by doing that. So if we're going to stay divided by doing that, guess what? They take your rights and my rights, no matter what color you are from me. But they are a de-armed the black community. Y'all get that right. Most of the most of this so-called black on black violence that you're talking about, which is just violence in general. Do you know those are not legal gun holders? Those are not those. They didn't go in the store and go buy these guns. So what they're doing is using the statistics for that to take away your rights for legal gun owners. And like Kanye said, how about we go into the black community and teach them? how to be legal gun owners because a lot of a lot of stuff that you're seeing in the black community is a lack of 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 gun education so when we don't have gun education we don't we don't have anybody that has no education on anything of life or or anything in general they're going to abuse it and and it's going to be misused 
like how we're seeing. So that's, that's. Can I ask you something to um to add on to that? You like we've discussed before about um you know them dropping off illegals in the black community, and now they want to tie everyone together. People of color, they're going to probably yep. end up saying color on color crime, so it makes it keep looking worse, and the crime rate's looking worse. And also, too, um, I'm happy to bring up that as well because I was looking and watching. You know, this the, it, it was at one point, oh, white supremacists, look at these Trump supporters, they're white supremacists and Nazi lovers. But then um, whenever there was like anything that went down, even if it was staged. Now, if, if it was a black person to commit a crime, then the, the right is quickly like, look, oh, you think we're the ones killing everybody? You think we're terrorists? Look, and they're throwing at black people pictures and, and things like that to try to, to it's, it's divisive. And I, yeah, tell, yeah. and I tell people all the time on my page, like, all you're doing is just um, doing exactly what they want you to do. They want us to hate each other. They want to sit there and blame the other people. Uh, other people, any, every, race, every race commits crimes. But to sit there and purposely try to highlight the ones that are black, what does that say about you? So it also says, too, on the left, when they sit there and call you racist, all you do is making yourself look like exactly what they claim you to be. It's, it's a mind control um they know they know how to feed like it's a psychological war that they've been started. So you got to realize when, he, you know, he said a key word is, you know, now we call them, you know, um, white supremacists is yes. That's what we're taught to do, because it's like if your first thing is black on black violence, it's like, OK, who taught you that? That's what you got to first ask yourself, like what talking point did who fed you black on black violence? Cause you never hear that with nobody else. But it's made towards us. Have you looked at the percentage of, and I was going to ask them the percentage of white people killing each other. Have you looked in the percentage of that? No, they, they haven't. And have you looked at the percentage of, you know, how many child molesters and, and rapists, what color are they? I'm pretty sure you haven't. Um, can I respond to that? You can respond to whatever we can, you can talk back and forth. Okay. Um, actually, I am, I have looked at FBI crime stats many times. Now, I'm very skeptical of the FBI, but, you know, we gotta work with that, whatever data we have. And, and, and yeah, I will admit, um, you're right, they created that buzzword. Um, there's a lot of buzzwords we have to get out of our vocabulary. You're absolutely right that. I can see that point. Um, but because yes, the whites kill whites as much as blacks kill blacks. It's just, I guess you're right in that sense. Who gets the attention? It's the black community. Um, and, and by the way, I am all for restoring people's second amendment rights once they do their time and they're off of parole. Because if you live in the ghetto, and you have to deal with drive-bys every day, you're going to need a gun to protect yourself. Why? Because think about this. If, if little, if, uh, little Johnny can go on the corner and for 500 bucks and get a nine millimeter pistol, then why should we have to fill out a whole bunch of paperwork, go through an F- FBI background check? And if we want a machine gun, register with the ATF. And, and go through an even more, even deeper background check. And I mean, cause that's, that's not fair. Cause if criminals can get off the street, why shouldn't we be able to go to CVS and buy one? 
Yeah, like I said, I, I believe in gun, um, you know, as far as the two way for everybody. Um, you know, and when I'm talking, it's not, it's not an attack on you, um, as a person. It's, it's, uh, you know, basically addressing, um, the condition and the mind, mind control that's put past it. Do, um, the black community needs repairing? Yes. But we need repairing by the same people that, that destroyed it. And am I saying white people destroyed it as you? No, we're talking about everything is manufactured through the government. So like, I think a lot of people get, um, they take offense or you have some people that's in the black community that can't, um, that don't really understand what's going on. So they say white folks, you know, and when you look at the government, what is it controlled by? Is it controlled by white folks? But I think people take it as you, like you, Robert, you, Blady, you, James, like, no, we're not talking about you guys. We talk about the government that set up this stuff. So I think is I think is a lot of, um, a lot of emotion, rightfully so, from, you know, different people. And then you have a, a language, you know, um, not a language barrier, but just explaining what's going on. Me, I'm good at explaining what's going on with the system. That's my that's my strong point. Some people you get up here and they tell you, oh, well, white people is doing this and white people is doing that. And then now you have a fight between me and Robert when Robert is not the person that I'm fighting. Robert is only a person that took information that he was given by, you know, as far as watching, you know, watching the news, uh, society talking points and everything else. And I just asked, where did these talking points come from? So what you, what, you know, what we do and the trap that we fall down is whenever you, you label something black on black, that already dehumanizes the conversation. It's already, uh, those niggas again. Like that's that's exactly what it, oh man like it it already dehumanized the the conversation why because automatically those people are thugs they're gangsters whatever they get that's what they're supposed to get so that's why I asked them a, a simple question on where did that that terminology come from and why did they use it so they used it you know to to um, dehumanize a group of people. And, and to making us and to making society feel that, you know, this is normal. If they do the same thing that they do in our community to the white community, you have the same exact circumstances. And they go globally and, and, do, and they do this in other countries, Mexico, South America, Central America. They, it's the same blueprint. But it hey, hey, Shaka. Let me throw something in in response to that as well. And by the way, none of, I don't take this as a personal attack on me. I do, I do agree that we have a, that we've been given a horrible vocabulary to express these issues. And if you, if you've ever read 1984, I think George Orwell already spelled it out when he described Newspeak. You know, they want to make us dumb. So we can't express things because in 1984, one thing they const the the party quote unquote did was they constantly would erase words from the from the dictionary because their end goal was to make people dumb enough so to so dumb they can only say what the state wants them to. And I think our government's using that as a playbook. Um, so. So if we, so if we were to, and by the way, another thing that I do recognize is that black people have been used as an experiment for a long time too, for the things they really want to do, because, and, and 
I will, uh, because, I mean, I think uh, that a lot of people are waking up to the fact that it's really blue versus the people. It's not blue versus white or blue versus black. It's blue versus the people. And it's, it's even blue versus blue because there's, there's cops that don't agree with, there's, that don't agree with some of the things going on. There are cops that are perfectly okay with it. You know, usually the army rejects. So, and yes, white communities get demonized too. Just look up any hillbilly stereotype. I mean, when people think of hillbillies, what's the first, when, uh, what's the first thing they think of? They think of either, either people, either people from Alabama that marry their sisters and drink moonshine. Or they think of biker of uh, biker gangs that deal out meth. So, so we've both been played. So uh, the only question now is, how do we get how do we get past this game? Then define things in a way that people that we can unite and recognize that the real enemy is right inside the Beltway. Um, the best thing, like I said, I, I talked about this in front of um, the Republican Party. I talked about this in front of the Democratic Party. Um, the only the only way that we can um, rectify the situation is to have people sit down on both sides of the spectrum. It doesn't matter if they're independent, uh, Republican or Democrat. Um, it doesn't matter. Um, I'll sit down with anybody that's in the KKK, Black Lives Matter. It does not matter. I believe everybody should come aboard and we should we should have a. Um, like a three day, like a three day weekend. Uh, we got food. We got, you know, everything up in here. We're not leaving until we come up with a solution. Um, that's, that's what a lot of people are not, you know, they don't want to take that effort and do that because we, we become comfortable, um, with our circumstances. Like, you know, when I look at the Republican party, um, I was, I was team Trump. Um, got a, got a lot of backlash for it, um, uh, as far as being in the black community, but, when I talked to those folks, you know, my people about what's going on, it made more sense because they were not getting the education or the information on what the Trump administration was doing for black folks. So we have an information barrier on both sides of the field. And I think that that needs to be addressed. Um, you know, like I said, me, um, I try hard to unlearn and relearn. Um, I think that's the most un uncomfortable thing for me to do was unlearn what I thought I knew and then relearn something that that challenged what I thought I knew. And, um, you know, a lot of us, we, bec we, we become relaxed and comfortable on things that we know because or we believe we know or perceive that we know when actually it's a whole bigger scheme on it. So that's why I say you will never see me attacking uh, anybody on these things. All I can do is educate on why uh, things are. Uh, when you talk about, you know, how the black community looks, we can pinpoint when the black community turned, um, the black community turned when they start um, sh shipping off the plant jobs and and getting rid of the you know the railroads and the the steel mills and everything else that the black uh, the black community were using uh, to buy houses, home ownership. Um, you know, marriage was you know marriage was was top of the line. Whenever they they stripped those things from us, now we became you know dependent on the state. So that's what that's what happened. And I always say and I'm going to tell you guys this so you can you can replay it in your head. Um, poverty creates crime. That's one thing. Poverty creates crime. That's that's the, that's the thing that we need to focus on. 
once you get rid of um, poverty, you get rid of crime. That's that's okay. Okay, Shaka. Just I'm going to close my comments with this. So I'm going to say a phrase, and I want and if you could possibly help me rephrase it the way that sounds. Uh, in a way that would sound, uh, in the way that you would like to see the world. Uh, okay. So the, so the gang, the gang bangers in Southside Chicago keep, keep killing each other cause they poor, they, because, uh, because they're, they, they're poor and they ain't got nothing to do with their lives. So how would you, how would you rephrase that? First off, you you can't go in there thinking that they're gangbangers. Um, that would be the first. Uh, that's the dehumanizing situation of it. You you know it goes back into term terminology lingo. Um, yes, the the school system has it has the um, the prison the, the school to prison pipeline. That's something that's been established that nobody wants to talk about. So in the black community, we have the school to prison pipeline. Why isn't nobody talking about this on the right? Like, it's ignored. Like, we're talking about, yeah, you know, rightfully so, we should be protecting our kids from the gender wars. But this war of prison to school to prison pipeline been something that they've been pushing us into. So what they do in our schools, for those that don't know, they demonize us in these schools. I'm part of a, I'm part of a project as well. I went to I went to a school that was made, created, created out of scratch. And we was police. So this this is this is this is why I tell people just take your time and listen. We were police. They made a school for me and it was eight other people. So it was nine, nine kids. I can show you the receipts on that. And matter of fact, I'm going to get them. And they 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 basically this school does not exist. We were an experiment. So now if you Google the same school that they made and it was only nine of us there. Sometimes I feel like I was in a special like they might did something to me that I don't even know what the fuck happened. Like this school does not exist anymore. But wow. my, mom, my mom signed me up because I was out of control. It was it was eight more students there. Um, they're successful as well now. But it was only nine of us at a school that was made for us. So what I'm getting at is they they put us in prison. That was the that was the first school where they had police at every door. Only nine of us, police at every door, made sure that you go to the bathroom. You you would think that we kill somebody. Made sure we go to bathroom. These are experiments that they use. So what they do is they they isolate us in these schools and then we go to the streets. That's always been that's always been the factors. It always been the factors. Now we have more black teachers in the last four or five years, but we were having white teachers in the black community. That was, that didn't give a shit about us. So you got somebody that does not relate to you and don't want to relate to you. And earlier in this conversation where it ties into, I said something that was key. I said, you got to I got to envision your kids as they're my children. Your kids got to be my children. I got to look at them in the same lens. If you're not going to look at my kids as your kids with the same lens, then you're going to demonize my children. If I if I see a white kid and I don't look at that white kid as my kid, no matter what's going on, guess what? That person loses. Why? Because I don't look at that person or that kid as a kid. Now I look at that person as an opposition, an enemy or something that's worthless. So 
what it does, it's a whole structure. I'm going to be short. Um, it starts from school. It starts from school and then we, we lose, we lose interest. Uh, we start getting the age where, you know, um, 13, 14, 15, where you can go get a job. We go get our first job, still see that this is not suited because we're getting talked to crazy by, you know, authority or, or shift lead or, or management or whatever case be. And guess what? Oh, well, you can make more money selling drugs. Okay, cool. Let me go sell some drugs because this shit is not doing it. Not the way that they're talking to me. Not what I got to do. Not the way that, nah, I'd rather go do this and, and support my family this way. So now you got the, the drug game that's in, in, in consideration. Now you have turf. So now you're making money over here. Okay, don't come this way. You don't live over here, so don't come over here with that. This is our money over here. So now you have a fight over turf and who's going to get the customers. That's where most of the violence come from. But nobody wants to break it down like that because when you break it down like that, now you got to start looking at the system. So when people say the system failed these kids, I was a failure of the system. I supposed to have been dead a long time ago. I just got lucky. I'm supposed to be here, I guess. But how many of us that's not so lucky that this happened to? They taught me, and this is another thing, and I'm going to be quiet about it, but you need to hear it. They taught us in the black community that we would never see 18. Then it turned to 21. Then they taught us 25. This was taught to us in society and in schools that we were not going to live to make it to 18. So if you already looking at life like it ain't shit, and they telling you that you're not going to make it to your 18, you're going to go out there and live a wilder life. When they told me that I was I, I wouldn't make it past 21, I still didn't believe I was going to make it past 21. So I was out here living a wilder life. And then they said, OK, y'all made it past 20. You're not going to make it past 25. Who taught us that? Society taught us that our government taught us that our our, our educators taught us that. So they already they already spoke death on us and programmed us with death. At 18, 21, and 25. That's why you get the same society that you've been seeing over and over and over again. We have nothing to live for. That's what they tell us. Thank you, Donnie, for, um, I'm sorry for taking over <laughs> the class. I just have to teach. No, no, you're good. You're good. I'm happy you explained it the way you've explained it. It's good to hear a different way to explain it because. You know, me, I was asking, hold on, am I echoing? Let me fix something, hold on. Yeah, you, you got an echo on you. How about now? No. No, you good. Okay. No. So for me, um, I asked, like, where is, where is the conversation going? Um, yeah. Where they're going because I, I, I listened to the subject matter we had and then I was concerned. I was just curious. Like when I hear people come up here, even the rest of the callers, if you guys start talking about things are kind of off topic, I kind of go kind of fast and then move move forward to the next person. Um, so I was making sure we were staying on topic too. Yeah. So, but I really like how you explain that. I'm happy it's recorded and I'm happy that you guys can use this app and take a snippet of it if you want to later when the show is published. You can snip it and you can post it on your social media platforms because that was a golden way to explain that. I appreciate that. Oh no problem. I said if we if we focus on the government, we can we can heal each other's problems, and um that's what they kept us divided with is the government. So 
I yep. just want, you know, I know it's no personal attack. Um, I don't have no problem with Robert. Uh, I'm pretty yep. sure Robert doesn't have a problem with me. Um, we just need explanations. And this is my strong part. My strong point is explaining how the system works. So I'm yes, here for definitely. it without playing victim and without pointing fingers at, at the white community. Yes, definitely. And, you know, yet again, reminder, we're all family here, right? You know, right. we need to help each other out in uh, explaining things under things and learning together because that's what we're here for. We all already knew all the answers already. What are we here for? Right. Hey, uh, Baldy, what's up? Oh, sorry. Yo, what's up? yo, what's up to my sister, my brother? What's going on, guys? How you doing? Shock? I, I, I don't think I've really talked to you, but I've heard you before, man. Something I wanted to check with you, Chaka, was I know you're kind of probably familiar with the, the way they were trafficking children via the Xbox and PlayStation. Yeah. Uh, you know how the children get online and they talk to another player, but they don't know it could be a predator, right? Yeah. Correct. Well, when, when Mexico, I just found out, maybe it's been going on for a while, that the cartels are targeting the children the same way. Mostly males on the Xbox playing the violent games like Call of Duty, all that stuff. And they befriend them. And ev- they eventually, since they're needy, they offer them a good pay. To, you know, they befriend them, come over, come over to my state, we'll play. Yeah. And next thing you know, they introduce them to the cartel and they're not able to leave. So a lot of males are, are, are disappearing like that. I don't know if it's uh, exactly like that here in America. I know I heard about it, you know, you know, with the child trafficking, not necessarily cartel, but over here in, in Mexico, from what I heard just this morning, is that they were doing this using Xbox, PlayStation. Uh, as soon as they got in, you know, they got familiarized with the next player, befriended them. Then yep. they, little by little, they were entrapping them. They offered them good money. So they, yes, they could that's, use that's them. How to, they, that's how they get them. Um, it's yeah. mainly Mexico, and there's no disrespect to Mexico. Um, it's because the cartel have more money to offer than a regular, um, you know, me, if I wanted to do something crazy or something like that, I don't have, you know, $2,000 to fly nobody out and stuff like that and, you know, make them live a lavish life, you know, so what they do is, um, they entice them with money and, um, you know, and, oh, we got a tournament going on, we got this going on, come on out here, and then they get trapped down there, so yes, that is a mechanism that they use. Um, they they entice them with money first, and then they get down there and find out that they're in a whole operation with the cartel. And um, that's, you know, and not just the cartel. Um, you know, we use that word loosely. They got the Mexican mafia. They got the Serangos. They got all you. They got it's a lot of different fractions down there. So it's not just the cartel. Cartel is just a name that we always use. But um yeah, it's it's a lot of stuff, and they they do use the PlayStation, uh, Roblox. Uh, be careful with your kids. That's on on Roblox. Just teach them, um, you know, not to give out the address. You know, just make sure you just keep an eye on them because uh, they're getting more savvy, and um, you know, tech savvy on how they um, going to approach. So, and then when you look at the cartel, the cartel is still ran by the American government. So, wow, it's it's incredible all this crap that's going on. Uh, thank you for sharing. I was going to ask you regarding what you said about the introduction of the cocaine to the black community. Did that did that have something to do with the CIA and stuff like that? Yeah, that was the the CIA. Yeah, because you know we didn't have no. You got to look at how um, cocaine and then how crack was actually created. We have no chemicals in our in the black community to make that. You know, so yeah, it would take a science. It was made in a science lab and then distributed to us. So yes, it was. It was an experiment, and the experiment is where we at today. 
Um, a lot of people forget that um, a lot of mental uh, problems that the black community has, uh, they forget that we had a high population of crack babies. So crack babies have, you know, addiction, uh, lash out, mental, you know, mental problems, behavior problems, things as such. So, yes, we still have um, side effects from being, um, you know, in that area. Okay. And my next question is, I know he, you didn't cover him, and he's a controversial figure, but it's someone I like. Remember the uh, guy that just died, the GOAT, uh, um, Kevin Samuels? I don't yeah. know if you're if you're if you're if you liked him or not. My question was, was he doing really anything good for the black community? Um, I think he was. Um, you have some people that um that have personal issues. Um, and he he taught he taught me something as far as you know. Um, as a black man is, if you're not trying to be the breadwinner, um, don't try to court that woman. You know, so he really said things that um, was it, it hurt, but it was the truth. Um, you know, so some people, you know, in, in society now, they don't like to hear things that's hurtful. Um, he just, he, you know, he wanted men to be men and women to be women. So. Okay. And what about? Uh, thank you for sharing that. What about figures like Candace Owens, Larry Alger, and Brandon Tatum? Are they good to go? I mean, I know they're Republican, but are they are they pretty good? Nah, they they don't bring any substance or value to uh, the black community. I wish that they did. I reached out. Um, for those that know, like I said, the Republican Party reached out to me in Las Vegas. Um, I, you know, declined and went ahead and just did my own thing. But uh, for the most part, they are used as um, tokens. They're used as tokens, um, you know, and this is just me. This is not Donnie speaking. So I don't want anybody going and saying Donnie said something crazy. No, it's me. Um, the government uses tokens, just how they use like an Al Sharpton, um, you know, use a, a Sean King and things as such. Uh, both political parties use, um, you, they have their own little dream team like that, that fights each other or, or push different ideology. That's no good to anybody. Just like Black Lives Matter is no good to the black community, Blexit is no good to the black community as well because they're not trying to meet them halfway or even talk about things that's tangible. It's more of um, negating a lot of information. Thank you. I appreciate that. And I, I'm going to push out something um, about the questions with these people. Um I, I'm going to say this way. I, I call them parrots, um, puppets. Um, they have a job, and that's what they're there to do. Um, I mean, if you start watching um, people trying to charge people for content with breaking news, but you have to subscribe and use a, a code. Um, you know, Robert put in here, uh, uh, they're grifters. Um, I'm sorry, if there's something huge that that we could use in the courts to take on bad guys, I don't think we should be trying to pay pay to see it where you are. We know you're getting sponsors. You know, you're, you're getting backed by all these big names and you want people to pay to see the truth. Um, also, my other thing is when we are going to universities and, you know, you kiki and ha ha and that these kids don't know anything and they're being miseducated. But instead of saying, hey, you got those answers wrong. Here's a pamphlet on all the right answers. No, you put it on social media. You make fun of them with your conservative friends. What does that look like to people who who think about where to go for information, who to trust? 
So you, you got to look at people's intentions and why they're doing certain things. Why is it, is it hell for us that we find some good information that needs to get out and we know they have a big platform and you have all your friends tagging them in their information and sending it to them. They're not sharing it. But then maybe a month or so later they'll share it, but they're not going to give anyone any credit that they got the information from. And they make it, make it all about themselves. If they make it all about themselves, they're not for anybody else but themselves. One more thing I'm going to add. Um, let me find this link real, real quick. Um, I'm going to put it in here, but I'm going to tell you about it while I'm looking. There is that link that they're out here making fun of Joe Biden for having 49% fake followers. Okay. Making fun of him for it. But go on these people's platforms. I check both sides. I've checked celebrities. Check the biggest names on the conservative side, and they have just about as bad um, amounts of fake followers on their accounts as the people on the left or Joe Biden. And then what this is, is they use that to control, and the people have allowed it, public perspective, the blue check marks and them having a million followers. Well, if you realize the person really doesn't have a million followers, they, they you know, they maybe have 500,000, where all those fake followers come from? And people are thinking these are people with authority who are thinking these are people who I should listen to or value their opinion because, you know, they're the, one of the most popular people. And they do this by design. They create different public figures to get behind. If you see all of them all of a sudden get behind and rally one person or an account, that is by design. Just like we send inboxes to each other and asking each other to share stuff, they do it too. They just have bigger accounts and faker ones. But that's all I was going to add about that uh, Baldy too. Like, uh, 100% correct. So, like, like you said, they, they push who they want to push. And um, mm-hmm. that's both parties. You know, like I said, yeah. you got to ask yourself, we don't have any more intelligent uh, people that you can present. Uh, I think Donnie should be presented. I'm not saying that because I'm on the show. I, you know, I'd listened to Donnie before the show, you know. So, like I said, as far as why and she, you know, you got everybody else in front. Why ain't she in front? You know, maybe because she stand on something, you know, maybe because she got a little bit more morals than, you know, other people. And they know that uh, the, the Republican party told me I need to clean up. They wanted me, they wanted me to clean up. And I'm like, what is clean up? Like, what is clean up? I, I think oh, another just, problem know? is they can't control certain people. They can't control me. Like, yeah. When the Republicans are acting up, I'm gonna call them out on it. Where they will want me to be quiet. Yeah, no, nah, I got that too. So like, <laughs> I want honesty. I don't want you know. And I think a lot of us, uh, we don't know what honesty is. I want honesty. I don't want to you know just go along to get along. I want to fix uh, what it is. Let's not sweep it under the rug. So um, for that question, you know, that was asked, what can we do? Uh, we got to start coming together and have these uncomfortable conversations for comfortable relationships. So it got to get uncomfortable to be comfortable. And I think a lot of us are actually scared of that. So I'm just going to leave it like that. Definitely. And I also want us to stop really kind of depending on, you know, one person or someone who's popular or famous to save us. It's going to come down to us and our community to do it. And, this this depending on hoping that Elon Musk does something or or Trump or whoever the next captain save a hoe is that week. Um, we gotta start. <laughs> we gotta we're start. doing we're we're doing what we, what they're supposed to do, and it's having these these this dialogue, which I love that she's allowing me to talk because some people get scared and they say, 
I'm not going to say nothing crazy. I'm not. It's, now, it's going to be, you know, we're going to throw it on the table and talk about it, but I'm not going to disrespect anybody or anything or such. Uh, in order for us to move forward, you know, some people say, hey, you know, those people are gangbangers, but those gangbangers love Trump. That's that's mm-hmm. something that that's something that they will never tell you is those gangbangers <laughs> that that people look down on. They actually that's the crowd that that Lexington needed to go to, which I can reach out to. And that would, you know, that would have solidified. That's why they try to demonize Trump, because the hood was messing with Trump. Then they had to scare them off with the racism and everything else. And then they used they used the supporters to paint that picture. They didn't use Trump as a racist. They used the supporters antics and what they were sharing and what they were targeting and what they were saying about the black community. They used that to turn it away. But, you know, if we would have came together and had a, a decent conversation, you would see that the black community messed with Trump more than what the news said they did. Absolutely. There was another guy that was supposed to be up here speaking. I don't know if he left because you took too long to get to him, but maybe next yeah, time. Yeah, I, I, I seen him dip out. He was like, you know what, I'm out of here. <laughs> and then next we have Jet, but you guys check the live chat over there on the right-hand side. I'm going to be adding this uh, link so you guys can do your research on all these fake followers on these accounts, people looking famous and they ain't famous. All right, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, no, my bad. I didn't know if I missed my cue to start talking, but um, I just wanted to say a couple things in regards to when uh, I joined in. I believe it was Robert and Shaka talking um, with Robert saying that, uh, uh, like, you made the comment that, you know, there's uh, people in the black community who say uh, in regards to whites or anybody who wants to either get in the approach of helping the community, you know, um, I guess elevate to certain social categories and social standards and the rhetoric they get from the black community is like, you don't, you don't know what you're talking about. You, you haven't lived that part of that. I won't say isn't true. And uh, part of that, I won't say isn't justified or, or it is justified because that's not the thing to say. And that's not the way to express it. If there are things to be expressed that you think that certain people want to understand. So I agree with you, Robert, and Shaka, I also agree with you that um, the pipeline and the system is a big, big problem. It's mainly the root of what the, the, the I guess, the fruit that will come off of the tree, you know, comes from. Uh, but it's not the whole the whole problem. The part of the problem that I can't I, I won't say goes on to like the uh it like uh, sides with Roberts, like I don't, and I don't know if Roberts all the way his full, you know, uh, trajectory or where he was going with the conversation. But part of the problem is, is like it's like okay, so how Shaka, you mentioned that there was a particular school and that they put you in prison, you know, in regards to how they separated you, individualized you, and, and compartmentalized you, and you know, various. You could probably tell more, you know, uh, examples of various ways they try to either like trap your mind or lock your, your imagination. But what I'm getting at is say that, and cause it's, it's, it goes like this. I'm glad I remember what you said, Shaka about um, if the re- roles were reversed, 
you we would have the same thing of the black community and the white community. Like the whites would be in our position and the blacks would be in their position if, if you could see any position or whatever, you know, regards. And I'm not saying there is. I'm just getting the point off because the point is, is that you can change the systems, Shaka. I mean, and I'm not getting on your own, you know, and I know you're not taking it like that, but I just want to reiterate is because exposure does things to an individual, especially when they're young. If you don't have exposure to certain ways of life or just like how, when you were talking about, there are like with the system, there are certain parameters that they did to take the black man out of the household. Hell, even food stamps back then, they would go in and and, uh, government assistance, they would make sure that you didn't have particular things. And one of the main ones was a man living there. So there was a lot of ways that they definitely took our, great men because now you have all of these people that are just either having babies and not taking care of them and doing what they think they can do and that that's going to be enough but it only creates this it replicates the cycle and then what i'm going on regards of like switching the roles and and the exposure is because all of these kids these young kids out here in the streets and everything on i'm talking about the black community they don't know anything and they have no they have no guidance they have nobody there to actually, you know, that they can look up to and be like, you know what, when it's really when, even when they come to the rock bottom, because, you know, the whole uh, term with the rock bottom, you re- you reach rock bottom. The only way it's up from there. When a, when a child that's I want to just say black because there's Hispanics just like oh, and, and I'm glad that bloody, uh, you know, you responded with the whole um, how the cartel is getting into infiltrating the young kids lives. Well, I also wanted to say something about that as as far as like uh you know, I forget right now because I'm on my on the point with uh with the children and, and the world being reversed and the exposure because there's kids I basically want them to get in that I'm make it short because I got I'm, I got food on. But um basically what I'm getting at is I could take a sixteen a year old young black male who's he, he's in high school, whatever, whatever, and um I could show him things like the importance of understanding how your credit works. Or the importance of understanding why re- social relationships are necessary to progress in life and, and, and just the value of networking. Just simple conversations that could actually expand his mind, but would he be interested in it? And I'm not saying that's not due to his position in life and wh- where he's been placed at because that's heavily a part of it. But would he be interested? And so they have gone the system, the government, whoever you want to say did all this stuff. That it's gone to a certain degree to where education about where we came from is key. But the only thing that's going to get us out of this position, I'm talking about our community, my, our, my community, the black community is ourselves. We, we, we don't have enough people that are even gangbangers because there's a, there's people that are, that are thugs, whatever, that change their life around. They're on all types of podcasts and they promote within their communities, the communities that they came up in the bad and in the crime and got sent to prison for the ways of changing their lives now because they know they can approach those communities and they have an impact and they look at what they're doing now and they're like, and they tell their personal stories of how they change and it hits those people, those individuals who are trapped in that cycle. So what I'm getting at is that it takes that mindset to want first because we can change the system but then our uh, all of our all of our dollars all of our sweat all of our tears all of our all of our effort would be only and i'm saying it'd be wasted fully but it would only be at a certain capacity a certain percentage and that's all fine and dandy but the end game of that is when we have 
uh, people that, you know, the 16 year old I was talking about, you know, in just regards to him not having anybody to look up to. Just imagine if he had a couple of uncles or a couple of his, you know, a couple of brothers that were older than him that, yeah, they, they, you know, they listen to rap music. They did all that, but they talked, they always talked about, you know, owning a business one day and they always showed them like, look, man, my credit score is going up or they, they always showed them or, or showed them that just the, the, uh, the, I guess the body language of, of being excited about paying off bills and, and being debt free and, and just stuff like that. And just imagining just when, you, you know, I think we all in this chat room have had times where someone has said something to us that we, in that moment, we didn't think it was that important, but years later or months later, whenever we're going through our hardest times or our most impactful times, that line that came back and hit us. And how many of those kids have that? They don't. So that's that's one of the problems, and and it's due to the cycle and the pipelines. And yes, it does take a change, but it has to start from us. So I believe that me listening, I listen to all facets of music. I listen to all facets of music. I do all time. My nephew, he's more into anime than I am, and I think that's freaking weird because when I was growing up, that was you know nerd stuff to me. But you know, I respect it because I like some of the things you know now. But I, I teach him how to hunt. There's all types of things I do. But I'm a black man, and if I went around in the black community. Not a lot of that would be promoted. And that's wrong. That's what I think is wrong. So when when thugs, when someone certified thugs start saying, oh, no, nah, I, I fuck with you, bro, because you taught your you taught you taught them about Beethoven. You taught them how to do for for uh, play for release. And that's one of the most commonly known songs. You don't even have to know who Beethoven is. And someone goes, and everybody's like, damn, that's that's what I'm talking about. When stuff like that gets promoted. When people like, like, oh, I could go all day, but I don't want to. But I appreciate y'all. Wow, you said all that and just ran? <laughs> but, hey, I appreciate you for coming in and dropping your gems. Maybe that was an accident. Um, I'm not for sure. Teach some kids how to... Teach some kids how to play uh, the the loneliest monk. Like <laughs> that's what that's what I'll tell you. <laughs> but um, James came back. Oh, okay, thanks, Jack. Appreciate you. Uh, James came back. Let's go ahead and get him on here. Um, Cole, if you want to drop some gems before we hop off, like real real quick, we're gonna hop off here soon. Hey, James, go ahead. Hey, good evening. Um, I just want to jump in on a topic, uh, and you know, some people may not believe like how vast the government's ability is uh, to sway us. You know, uh, we you talked about um, drugs and cities, and um, I just want to um, kind of quote um, Noam Chomsky when he talked about uh, the Kerry Commission. So you guys are all familiar with John Kerry. So John Kerry did a little research on. You know, was the CIA complicit in uh, the amount of in the in the cocaine dealings in the 70s and 80s that ended up uh, on our streets? Uh, and obviously, we all know that uh, crack cocaine ended up in the black communities, and uh, cocaine ended up in um, other communities. Um, so that was kind of you know. Was it true? It was hearsay for a while, but John Kerry launched this commission and um, he publicized and you know, he broadcasted his findings. 
And um, right when he publicized his findings, um, Noam Chomsky said um, they dropped Monica Lewinsky on us. And while city, you know, people in the cities were up, up in arms and, you know, communities were angry. Um, the media had us all looking at um, the Monica Lewinsky scandal. And that's how big of a story it was that they had to use, you know, a president uh, as a fall guy, as a patsy um, to have everybody look the other direction. And right now um, no one's paying attention or they didn't pay attention to the Ghislaine Maxwell case. Uh, everyone's looking at uh, the Johnny Depp case. There's some huge players involved. So this game is really, really big. It's, uh, it's so dangerous that, you know, they're willing to, you know, uh, to, to dirty Bill Clinton on it. Um, or at least, you know, pull the, uh, pull that card on him. Um, so I do like, you know, someone like Chomsky who points that out. Um, but that's, it, it's a massive machine and, um, I really like what you guys are saying. Um, so I appreciate your show. I just wanted to drop that, you know, specifically cause I know it's, it's been brought up tonight. Um, it's a dangerous game. Yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad you mentioned that because, um, that, that took over the, um, the airwaves of, um, the CIA, um, bringing the cocaine to the, um, you know, the black community is what they was actually targeting that. But, you know, that, that story swept over that and that was intentional. Um, you know, that story, like the president, yeah, that was some bull, but you can tell that was manufactured. That was a manufactured story. That, that was just, <laughs> it was just too obvious now that I'm older. Um, and then now I know what they were hiding. I was just like, man, it's, it's a sick game, but that's what got everybody, um, to stop looking at the CIA and actually look at the president and what he was doing in the White House. So yeah, that was, that was cleverly played. Yeah. And that, you know, the Epstein story, uh, to me is, is dangerous because now you're not only talking about, uh, citizens in the United States, but you're talking about another foreign entity. Uh, even Joe Rogan went as far to stop short when he mentioned who the players were on Epstein. But if you look into Ghislaine Maxwell, whose last name really wasn't Maxwell, they changed their name somewhere along the lines. If you look at her father, uh, her father is Robert Maxwell and Robert Maxwell fell off his boat mysteriously and drowned. But um, you look at who he was and what his industry was. And he was a newspaper, uh, you know, like a mogul, media mogul in the UK and in the United States. And he was a celebrated asset of a foreign country. And, um, you know, Rogan even said, you know, these guys are all Mossad. You know, you're looking at Maxwell, Robert Maxwell, you're looking at Ghislaine Maxwell, you're looking at Jeffrey Epstein. Um, and they're all being bankrolled by like Victoria's Secrets money. So, you know, the imagery, the connection goes right to our teenagers, uh, right to the teenagers ending up in at these islands being used, what, to persuade and blackmail um, people of power. Um, for a foreign government, you know, uh, potentially. So, man, it's a da- it's a really, really big, big story, a dangerous story. Um, but I feel like the more of us tell it, the less dangerous the less dangerous it is for individuals. I mean, I personally myself, um, 
you know, I posted so much on Facebook that I started getting phone calls from, you know, foreigners speaking in different languages. And it's like, man, is this dangerous? But I feel like if we're all out here together uh, in unison, um, you know, I feel like it's safer. So, so I appreciate you guys. Appreciate you, man. Like I said, keep, keep putting, putting the message out there and let's continue to be. Absolutely. I appreciate you too, James. Um, big thing that like part of the solution is to get the word out. You guys, I didn't really know. I knew about sex trafficking, human trafficking, but not until under Trump's administration did I really start seeing how big and organized it was, how involved the government is and particular people like he, you know, Shaka was bringing up earlier, celebrities and things like that who are involved um, in NFL and all those things. There's so many people out there who are like Donnie before who did, didn't, have any, didn't have any idea about this stuff. So, you know, I feel like we should talk about this every day. Put this, at least post about it every single day. Put it out there. There are 42 people in here right now. If 42 of you guys post every day, y'all can fans, all your people post every day. We can really start making some, some changes here, at least with the awareness. Think about the abolitionists. I bring up them up all the time. The bring them the awareness of the house, uh, slaves were treated, um, and different things like that would have looked like homes uh, where they were staying, where they're being fed, and them trying to send it through the mail organization and the government trying to stop them. Them having to try to get the awareness out in the word because they were trying to get the word and awareness out to all of the South. Not everybody in the South owned slaves, right? So not everyone knew or saw how things were. So getting that information out is is key. And in order for us to really start doing stuff. And then people got to stop seeing every commercial where they're asking you for, if it's only a dollar a day, you're probably donating something bad. And they're money laundering it. And it's being funneled back to politicians. So we have to be mindful too that we're not um unintentionally donating to things that are actually harming people and children raise my hand for something we could talk about it later um but um i had of course you know skipped over this because um i had to answer robert's question but um a lot of stuff that's been um covered up in chicago because everybody mentions chicago gang chicago this uh, Chicago is a hub for child trafficking and organ harvesting of the black community. I want you to look into Holman Square. If anybody can Google Holman Square, um, that's where a lot of a lot of black people go in and they don't come out and um, they're tied to. Um, this is the police department. See, this this is a lot of a lot of a lot of stuff people don't tell you. all It's Holman Square. A lot of people go in and you never see them again. Um, then, you know, it's been tracked that they was finding some of the organs of some of these people in Detroit. So some of the people that go into the Chicago police, the police station, they were finding organ trafficked or organ harvested in Detroit. So, uh, start looking into, you know, why you see, you know, war zones and everything else and why this is getting highlighted and, um, you know, why to dispel or ignore or dehumanize something. Um, it's a lot of orchestrated stuff that's going on there. And it's not just, you know, people just shooting people. Yes, it's wild people everywhere. But, um, when you talk to, you, when you start looking into home and square and then do a little bit more homework on, um, you know, for anybody that care about Chicago, cause we mentioned it a lot, um, start asking these people in Chicago how these things are happening. They're getting shot long distance. They're getting shot long distance. Anybody that know about shooting, 
Um, you know, these dudes ain't shooting nobody long distance with no rifles. Like, this is why you have a lot of unsolved murders. Come on, think about it. It's like you're giving us too much credit in the black community where these crimes go unsolved and it's, it's the highest unsolved. They're getting shot from a distance, blocks and blocks down. So I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna lay that on y'all. I'm not saying that everybody's not shooting nobody, but a lot of these murders are coming from long distance shootings. If you know anything about training with a gun, you can't just go give nobody no rifle and they're going to shoot you long distance. It doesn't work like that. Gotcha. Hey, yeah, definitely. I, I think I spelled it right. Is it uh, H-O-M-A-N Square, Chicago? Home and Squares. Yep. Okay. It's a just black, making sure it has been right. It, it was a black site that they were hiding. Um, They were hiding from the people as well. They said it was shut down, um, but it wasn't shut down. It was CIA was running it. So, Ooh, man. A, yeah, you know, like I said, when it comes when it comes to stuff like this, this is this is my comfort zone. Um, information is, is my comfort zone. But, um, yeah, they, they they hide it by having all this crime and everything else, just like they do with other countries. It's like you just know Chicago from being, um, you know, a lot of black people kill each other. That's what it's known for. But not knowing that, you know, that's one of the biggest organ harvesting places in um, when you start looking into the hospitals, they let these they let these kids bleed out and then they use their organs at the hospital. So they hey, do it legally. What if the well. license says you can't have my organs? They be, are they taking them anyways? Once you gone, you gone. Like I learned once you go, it's like once you gonna wake up and say, hey, I said. Mm. <laughs> no, because I feel like they don't try if they have someone waiting to send them some money for some organs. Like, uh-uh. No, they, 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 it's been cases and, and this is, you know, just straight. It's been cases where people have non-donor on their, on their license and they still donate their, you know, okay. their organs. Yep, I put so, not not donating because I I'm not I'm not taking that chance. See, I, doctors are not the medical industry is not in the business of saving lives. So why would I trust them to to not purposely make some money off my organs? <laughs> yeah, that and that's what they that's what they do in Chicago. So anybody want to know mm-hmm. why a lot of those kids are killed? They're using them for like they use they're not trying to give them medical medical um, assistance for anything. So yeah. that should that should wake you up a little bit on what's going on. Yes, they are getting shot, unfortunately, but they're not trying to save these kids' lives. You're worth more money dead than you are alive. Yep. Appreciate you for dropping that. Um, real quick, Cole, um, you want to add something else? Then we're going to close it out. And it just feels so weird not do the anthem, but here soon we should have our anthem back. <laughs> Go ahead, Cole. All right. So the thing about dumb, he's doing everything in the light. He's doing everything in where we can see it be rolled out. So like the movie Ten Thousand Move. Ten thousand, two thousand mules is in the top ten movies right now because it opposes 
the crime syndicate trying to steal our elections and people getting to watch that movie because that one you to make so you get a press pass so people watchers because it made me so um it confirmed me it confirmed that mail-in ballots lose custody and they are they want that custody of your ballot lost so they can adjudicate it and make it their own vote. And things like if you don't vote, they're just using your name and dots in it and to be seen and 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 stuff like that. Like they can do weird things. So make sure everything is cleaned up in your districts and stuff. Make sure everything is your voter rolls and stuff. We need people on the ground. We are the foot soldiers of this army. We got the correct information. We know what to do. We need to act on it in our communities and educate others because more information we have. Knowledge is power. And Absolutely. Is Thank you, Cole, for sharing that and mentioning that um, film that Denise Souza put together. Um, it's called 2000 Mules, you guys. So you guys can and see more evidence of the election, uh, 2020 election being stolen. Please do and that. And it's in the top 10 movies right now. In the top 10. And it got the biggest payback with the release. Oh, yeah, they did, it did really well. Yeah. Um, I, I think everyone should definitely check it out and watch it. I think a lot of us realize and know the election was stolen. My whole thing is, what are they going to do with the information that's been put out there? Um, I believe you can watch it for free on a lot of sites now. Um, I know you can watch it for free on Rumble. Um, I'm quite sure you can probably find it on YouTube for free, too. But if you can't, you know, support it, you can definitely watch it for free on those platforms as well. If you don't know what Rumble is, I'm going to put it in here. It's um, it's not, I mean, it's supposed to be like an alternative for YouTube. But right now they're not censoring, but they are also a Canadian company. 
Um, thanks, Cole, for coming up again and dropping those gems for us. I put that information in the comment section. Yes, and also remember we need to clear everything out, make everybody re register to vote, do anything to and make one day, one vote happen. We don't need this um, five-day voting period. Yeah. And actually, in Montana, they actually changed those voting laws over there to make sure you had to have an ID. And, it's say, and you can't do same-day registration over there. So I, yeah, there, there's certain places that are taking some action, but if you guys are paying any attention, and again, Cole, I appreciate you for coming on and sharing that. We do have to hop off here. Um, and um, you guys, yeah, definitely check into some of those local laws that are changing. Um, some of them are changing, but I also want y'all to pay attention to these primaries and how they've been working. Um, Shaka, I'll be real quick on this. In Pennsylvania, the big focus was on uh, Cassie Barnett and Dr. Oz, um, was running as uh, in the primaries for the Republican Party. I actually have no idea who's running as a Democrat. I never really look ever at that side for the most part. And I looked on Ballotpedia and I said, I bet you there's a bunch of other people running for this. And here we go. The public figures, the media are highlighting only two people. And I go to Ballotpedia, and lo and behold, seven candidates were running um, in the, I'm sorry, the Republican primary. There's also independents that are running, too. But that, that doesn't really matter when it comes to primaries, but you don't see them talking about them. So when people on both sides call each other sheep or they're controlled by the media, or did Fox News tell you that or did CNN tell you that, you start realizing that a lot of people are still asleep. They're inception or something because... How do you not know to go to Ballotpedia and look at all the other candidates and your people are sitting there literally caking for whoever the public figures are telling them to cake for or whoever Trump is endorsing? You guys, we have the responsibility to go and look up these candidates ourselves. This, these campaigns are expensive. If we can help save money, we want people to spend all this money on campaigns, go to Ballotpedia and look up every candidate yourself and see which one's best for you. And sometimes I don't see it very often, but I'll be fair. Uh, some Democrats have constitutionalists. Believe it or not, they do. Um, but there are independents who are running, too. Look up everyone who's running and then make a fuss about the one you really like. Help them not have to spend as much money. Help them reach more people. Because I cannot stand. I was so frustrated with the Dr. Oz and, and um, Kathy Barnett situation. First of all, I was exposing Dr. Oz because I exposed people for being frauds. Like, he clearly isn't in, he's not a conservative. But then this whole Kathy thing popped up. Like, why are they only focusing on two people? Because I saw her ad come out when she first announced it. And I was, like, not feeling it. And then all of a sudden, towards the end, everyone starts pushing Kathy. I'm like, this is strange. Uh, and I, like I said, I always pay attention who someone, who all of the big popular people are pushing. Always pay attention and ask yourself, what are their intentions and why? I don't know what their intentions are, but I'm going to tell you all right now what your your intentions should be 
In the future, look up the candidates yourself. Ballotpedia.com will list every candidate, and the candidates will put information about their campaign. Their websites are on there. But that's all I was going to say about that, Shaka. I don't know if you saw that going on or not, but yeah. I didn't. I didn't see it. Yeah, you lucky. <laughs> but you guys, um, since we don't have our anthem, I'll just close out saying this: You guys are an amazing, special people. I I am quite confident that the majority of you guys are leaders in your communities. I am quite sure that you guys are not scary people and you have voices and so you're going to you're going to share it. Um you know, we may not be able to speak and meet in person right now at this very moment, but this is something the people in this country who built this country put together did. They came together, they met, they spoke, they had discussions. And we're doing that we're talking about things that actually matter, talk about things that are solution-based. And whenever we don't know something, we need help. Like you guys are in the chat discussing and adding things or how to spell things. Like it's a team effort. And I just wanted to tell you guys, I sincerely appreciate you guys. You have no idea. And a lot of times when you watch some of these different shows or lives, the numbers are always fluctuating, you know, but we all sit here together until basically it's almost done. And even when the anthem is playing, you guys stay on here <laughs> until it's over. And I just to say thank you guys so much um god bless you guys shaka you want to add anything um no i want to say um i appreciate you for allowing me to come on um i appreciate everybody for staying and um interacting even if you didn't interact um listening and hopefully you you took something away from it uh even if it's one thing um that means my job is done. Uh, if, if you can, you know, give somebody one thing about information or one thing that they can utilize on information, um, you, it's a win-win. Um, you know, yes, you know, one is the, the minimum. We want more. But if you can touch one person, that's what I want you all to understand. If you touch one person, you won. Uh, hopefully that person that you touch can touch another person, and it's a trickle-down effect. So I think that we need to embrace that more. Um, you don't have to have the biggest platform. You don't have to have the biggest stage or have the most followers. Um, are you influencing in a good way or are you influencing in, you know, programming in a bad way? Um, don't be a programmer, be an influencer as far as influencing people to actually go dig, actually go look for themselves. And, uh, you know, as far as arm themselves with information, don't program people with information because they're not able to defend anything. You want to influence people to be researchers and strive uh, to get more information. Don't program influence. So, like I said, I appreciate everybody that came out tonight. Um, we're going to figure out if I'm going to be back next week. <laughs> so we'll be letting you know. I'll check my schedule and see, uh, see if I'm free next week and see if Donnie free next week and we'll see what we can muster up. So, I appreciate you for letting me on. I appreciate you. You already know Thursdays are yours. So just saying. Anyways, you guys have a fantastic evening. Bye.